1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Quick Nations Comic Book Chronicles. You know
2: who is back!
1: That would be us. That's right! Yes, yes. The full force of. I am your host, Tim -G G. back with us providing the sound effects is at agent underscore 70 on twitter what's up everybody we also have at pcn underscore dirt on twitter and we have at writer cat on twitter Madness and shenanigans, I'll tell you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And we are the Click Nation Comp Chronicles. You can find previous episodes of the Comp Chronicles Comic Conflict News by going to our website, theclicknation.com. <laughs> on the homepage, you'll find links to our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, and also subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Basically, all your favorite podcast listening apps. Twitch. That's annoying. We are part of of the CSPN media conglomerate. Go to cspn.us. Do it today. And make sure to buy some Comic Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. We record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And make sure to join in the comic book discussions on social media by using the hashtags comic book chronicles and CB cron. So we're still catching our breaths after San Diego comic con last weekend. A ton of news came out, which we'll get to at the near end portion of the show. But first we want to get some things out of the way first.
2: Yes. And yep. I'm going to
1: kick it over to my co-host agent 70.
2: Sure. So, um, you know, I, uh, sorry to have missed last week's show. Some, uh, some family stuff came up. But, uh, while I was doing that, some sad news came across my phone the, uh, the, the passing of Chester Bennington, uh, the lead singer of Linkin Park. I know I'm probably the only fan of Linkin Park on the show based on the reception. Um, uh, my mention of Lincoln Park brought uh, some time ago, but uh, it's still sad when a creative uh, person uh, passes away, especially um, uh, taking their own life. I wanted to reach out to our listenership and viewership and let you know that we can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline uh, provides 24-7 uh, uh, 24 hours, seven days a week, free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention, and crisis resources for you or your loved ones. Uh, reach out at one 800 273 if you need help. Uh, the website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org.
1: And to transition to some slightly more upbeat news, we want to take some time out to promote a Kickstarter by that was recommended to us by a good friend of the show, William Bruce West. The name of the Kickstarter is Fight of the Century or FOTC. It's an MMA cyberpunk comic that is described as fist flying by punk graphic novel about a mixed martial arts underdog that will go from public punchline to people's champ. And it's from the team of Nick Allen and Troy Jeffrey Allen. And as I said, it takes place in futuristic Brazil, a performance enhancement. In Futuristic Brazil, performance-enhancing drugs have gone from behind-the-scenes banned substances to front-and-center game changers. And it's, uh, the story follows Rex Punga, a down-on-his-luck farm boy-turned-MMA fighter. After a fuel, in, a field incident, a incident, drug field incident that nearly ends his career, Punga will attempt a comeback where he takes on not only the behemoths in the ring, but the behemoth that is Big Pharma. But this time, he's do, going to do it all the old-school way, naturally. So we'll share a link to the, the Kickstarter in the show notes. But there's a nice uh, video, of course, that accompanies the, lines, the story and gives some, some nice preview art and sort of like the intro story. There's 15 days left on the Kickstarter. They're trying to play, raise $55,000. They still have a little ways to go. So any pledge or donation would be greatly appreciated. And once again, that is fight of the century. You put a nice ding. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I was like, I'm not sure what ding you want. <laughs> I cash.
1: Yeah, the cash. There you go. I don't even like, I forget I associate that with cash now, but yeah. So now we're going to get to the comic reviews portion of the show. And we're going to start off with that event comic that still has a ways to go. Even though next week, the first generation's one shot comes out, which took me by surprise when I realized that today, earlier today. That is Secret Empire number seven. Yeah, that's it. We're, what? What do we still have? Three issues to go. We do, and then an the Omega issue. My goodness! Because you got to really, you know, put a cap on the, on the event with an Omega issue. Wait, did you the
2: cap? Oh no! Oh. That
1: wasn't that even that wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> no pun intended. I got gotcha. you. So, I, if you. Followed last year's event storyline, Civil War II, then uh, one of the bigger scenes that happened in that involved Captain America and Miles Morales Spider Man, which is kind of displayed on the cover there by Mark Brooks. But it was the Vision from Ulysses of Peter standing over Miles, a, an impa- Miles, yes, Peter, Miles, Miles standing over an impaled Captain America. We get the lead up to that here. Doesn't exactly happen the same way hold on say. spoiler alert now another character on the cover gets involved in the brouhaha
2: yeah definitely so multiple storylines are intersecting you know multiple kind of parallel storylines in this event are intersecting in this issue you know we, we follow up on a bunch of characters um whose uh whose stories have kind of been um in the background for a couple of issues you know we're brought back to uh space and you know what the stat- what the status of the uh the alpha flight space station is uh we have a little bit of uh, introspection from uh Carol Danvers over the uh inert body of one quasar um there's some more stuff that happens um in in Washington as the red room team that black widow is uh is leading in and what uh uh that Tim Dog ninety eight was just alluding to is that um, some of the events that may have been uh, predetermined or, or, or destined to happen uh, seem to be uh, you know on the brink of happening. And uh, there's a couple of cool reveals in this. You know, I like the fact that they do incorporate mosaic in this. Uh, I thought that was a cool little twist. That was uh, surprising. Yeah, that was a great little twist. I, you know, I was like, "Wait, well, you know what? That was actually like a really uh, inventive way to uh, you know, shoehorn him in here. Um, I, I don't remember if he was uh, a target of the uh, Hydra Cap plan early on. I'd have to go back and check out the early issues. But it's kind of cool that if, if that is the case, he came full circle. And uh, basically, my, uh, my big notes on this were about uh, some of the, the, the really spoilerific things that happened in this. So I'm going to ring the bell again. And uh, that'll give us a chance to talk about the super spoilerific stuff that happens in this. The semi spoilerific stuff is that you know I think this has been brewing over the last few issues is that uh, Hydra Cap's grand plan is to actually reset reality um, and, and and bring back some of the uh, the heroes who uh, have lost their lives um, in the wake of this. Uh, in the wake of this uh, crossover uh, story, uh, using the uh, reformed Cosmic Cube, I think that's been an ongoing uh, plot. But uh, you know, to hear some of the characters actually talk about it, and I think this is the first time I remember hearing uh, or seeing uh, Hydro Cap actually uh, say it out loud that that was his plan. It was, uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, you know, it was pretty interesting to see, you know, uh, his thought process uh, intertwined with the uh, story that's being told by Spencer in. Um, uh, Cap Steve Rogers um, and also the other kind of big thing was what happens to the uh, other character that's on the cover, one uh, Natasha Romanov, and uh, that was pretty uh, surprising I don't know how, uh, without spoiling too much, how permanent that is but we'll see.
1: They've already like, I guess yeah just to keep spoilers from coming out they've, <laughs> like, te- they've telegraphed kind of how everything bad that
2: happens might be overturned Right, I know he's seen underscore dirt already showed off his cosmic cube last week, but I've got another one. Multiple dueling cosmic cubes. That's right,
3: Very more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it.
0: Now we need is five more, and we can um, summon the dragon balls. <laughs> I can do that.
3: I've got a whole stack of them at work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy.
3: Actually, I stopped by I stopped by one of the other stores in town and the guy was like, "Oh, we've got these uh these Secret Empire uh, Cosmic Cubes here. You want one?" And I was like, "Oh, sure. I'll take one of those."
2: <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. All right.
1: So, yeah, things happen. There's it seems like every issue has like a big like oh my god moment or return or reveal. So, but, it's been good in that sense.
3: But are you enjoying reading the series? I'm
1: um, eh to it. What- the art, like Andrea Sorrentino's art, is nice, but I don't think it—it
2: it doesn't fit fits here. It doesn't fit. I've that—that's been one of my criticisms he, for, of the series. Like can we him?
1: the whole, yeah, I was gonna say, like the using all the like he gets very creative in his panel layouts, mm-hmm. which is can be all right in some instances, but here it's like very confusing to follow the action.
2: Agreed. At least to me. No, no, no. You're not alone in that. I agree with that. Listen, if if anyone uh, is interested in reading our show notes, you can see one of the things that I wrote about one of the other books I read this week uh, uh, specifically mentions that I sometimes need a welcome uh, relief a respite from the drudgery of reading Secret Empire. (laughs) Because it feels like, much like um, uh, 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 Pleasant Hill, much like Civil War II, I feel like this has come to the point where I just want to get it over with. And I, I long ago hit that point with the series. So, you know, that's a bad sign. Yeah, it just needs to... Finish up insane. already. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's hit the uh, the tie-in books. Um, I think we can hit the, the two Cap books. I'll take... Uh, which one do you want to take? Um, I'll do Sam Wilson. All right, so I'll just do Cap Steve Rogers. Um, my notes basically say, is this over yet? Uh, <laughs> both, of these, both of these issues, like,
1: and for... Uh, some background. I was uh, issue behind on both of these. Mm-hmm. So I read Captain America, Steve Rogers 23, and Sam Wilson, Captain America, Sam Wilson the, the 19 come out this week.
2: No, it's 24. They're both up to 24.
1: For Sam- oh, 24. Well, yeah. no, Steve Rogers isn't at 24. That's at 19. Oh, I apologize. Yes, yeah, so I read Steve Rogers 18 and oh, Sam right. Wilson 23 before reading both of these to get totally caught up. That's right. And I didn't really miss anything I saw.
2: No, not at all. This is one of those cases where you could read the the limited series and get most of what you need. Um, The Steve Rogers issue basically fills in um, a kind of surprising uh, assassination attempt. I'm just going to spoil it right here, but I'll ring the bell.
1: Yeah, read Secret Empire before reading these two.
2: Yeah. I think it says even as much in the notes. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, Sharon uh, Sharon Carter uh, is probably one of the few people who, you know, was just kind of biding her time under the uh, the, the rule of Hydra Cap to, to make her move, and she tries to do it, and she will, she's not successful. So she finds herself in the same cell that Rick Jones was in, and we all know what happened to Rick Jones. That's what he, bow, bow, bow. the gist of it. Exactly. That's just, the, the gist of this issue is that it's, it's essentially uh, uh, the story of uh, Cap, uh, Hydra Cap, you know, um, recounting his last moments with uh, Elisa, the... Um, Oh, I forget I forget what her uh, code name was was she uh, Madame Hydra or yes Madame yeah. Hydra yeah, she became Madame Hydra her, his last moments with her, and then um, uh, basically uh, Sharon Carter try to trying to take him out, which was pretty cool, but um, you know unfortunately, she was unsuccessful and uh, that would have been cool to see uh, her do that if that was the culmination of this story and if cap 's got to go out and it's Sharon Carter um, sticking a... a, a, a you know, wouldn't stake through his neck? That would have been actually a pretty cool combination to uh to Secret Empire, you know. But I would say, uh,
0: and wouldn't that have been again? Because wasn't she the one that shot him in Civil War?
2: Yes, but you know, a stake through the throat, you know, yeah. up close and personal. That would have been pretty uh pretty impressive. So, uh, in any event, that was the gist of Steve Rogers number nineteen. Sam Wilson twenty four, as Tim is about to go into, was a little bit more. Uh, there was a little bit more to it. So Sam Wilson time. Yeah. So this one
1: again sort of leads into secret empire number seven where sam as you said, a cover decides to put back on the suit that being the Captain america suit and it's sort of like his sort of internal struggle of should i or shouldn't i and sort of wallowing in his self-pity yeah and misty knight trying to talk some sense into him and then eventually getting some good words of advice from ray the new patriot right and that's really oh and his brother at the beginning of the issue So three different individuals try to get through to Sam. He finally decides it's time for him to uh, suit up up and be a bigger part of the resistance, I guess. And next issue teases a confrontation between our Captain America's in a giant size issue of Captain America 25. I'm assuming it's giant size because it's a 25th issue.
0: Almost as if it was a legacy type issue also.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Question: What happened to
1: the old Patriot? He, Sean actually emailed or texted him to get permission to be the Patriot. We found that out in this issue.
2: Right. It's still uh, it's still a shame. Yeah. It's still a shame because, uh, um, oh, what was his first name? The Eli. the Eli Bradley. Right. What's wrong with that character?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm... You know, like why do we need another another Patriot? Like, is it has to be someone who only has a link to Sam Wilson and not to Steve Rogers? Is yeah. That who it is? What's, what's wrong with the Eli Bradley character? I was very disappointed to see that they were... Uh, uh, it's, it's more cool to come up with new characters. Yeah. I guess unless they, unless they uh, whatchamacallit, develop uh, Eli Bradley into a, another character, it's a shame that you know, they basically kind of swept him aside.
1: Yeah. It happens. There's new Quasar, new everything.
2: Yeah. All right. So, uh, Roddy, you said you had one of the other tie-in issues?
0: I did. Uh, Occupy Avengers number nine. And uh, as I just found out, actually, um, this book ended this issue. It seems because it is not in the solic- solicitations, uh, and also <clears throat> to the way it was written,
2: it had to put out on it. Oh, okay, it pretty much put
0: it out on it because um, yeah, it, it went to, it closed. Let's put it that way. All right. it even said at the end um, to be continued, and actually, Secret Empire number seven. But uh, so basically, at the events of. Some okay, so sometime last issue or before last issue, Nighthawk died like just got, just got shot in the street apparently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that came out anywhere. And then Tilda Johnson ended up being the new Nighthawk, like that was brought up last issue. And she's also uh, she's also took up pretty much the team lead since Hawkeye was on the front line, is, is on the front line of um Secret Empire. So that was last issue. And this is the team, well, actually, he's still. Technically leading, but he's like giving them missions basically, while he's you know doing whatever. So they had this mission to go out to the South Dakota and re, um, taking out Hydra agents while stocking up and getting more supporters for the resistance, you know, with farmers and whatnot, and and also raiding uh, Nick Fury's ever never ending supply of secret bases for supplies and LMDs and whatnot, because you know the resistance was like, look, like, we don't have a we don't have a big enough force since some of the big guys, you know, have been taking out the fight or whatever it can be, so we need every hand we can get. So this has pretty much been the course of the last, few issues, last couple of issues is them kind of um, getting getting some resistance together. And then you, we see some characters that show up um, uh, as a part of the underground in this one. A couple of them I knew. The other one I wasn't too sure of because it was like Tarantula, um, Eldoro or something like that. I can't remember. And then some other, some mm-hmm. other cat named the Challenger end up showing up. Um, while the team is fighting what almost seemed to be a losing battle with uh, a big pocket of Hydra agents, uh, and the the fight seemed to be progressing more and more because, like, more Hydra folks are just coming in and swarming while they're trying to do this, and the book is set up as like, ah, this might be like a last stand, or it seemed to be like a last stand type of issue uh, going into it, and there were like, you know, there were feelings that came out between Tilda and Night uh, and uh, Red Wolf kind of situation. And then they kind of just went out into the battle, and then the book ended. So, and like I said, it says to be continued in Secret Empire number seven, which is out also this week, mm. and uh, that seems to be the end of this book, which is the same because this book was
3: all right. Yeah, actually, um, Bleeding Cool posted in March that it looked like the book was canceled with number nine. So, yeah, so there you go.
2: Wait, so did they really kill the the, the Squadron Supreme Nighthawk? In this, book. so
0: like, okay, so even in the, the start of this issue, or no, was it last issue? They uh, were showing some people like getting shot, specifically people of color. And there was one dude that was kind of up there, and that could have been him, but they don't say it by name.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they just show dude just gets shot down. Uh, but then, Tilda, the, like later on, you know, this issue pretty much recounts so like, yeah, he just died. I mean, he died, and this is a war, and that's you know, and I took over.
2: And she takes the uniform.
0: And she took, yeah, and somehow she's like, she already had the uniform last issue, actually. Okay.
2: I mean, I haven't been reading this. It's just that it seems right. so weird that this character who was deemed fit to have a solo title launch, right? You know, in the wake of uh, Secret Wars, all of a sudden is whacked.
0: Well, yeah, because his title ended, who, who, which was also being written by David o. Walker, uh before this, and then he ended up showing up. As a, as almost as a means to bring in Tilda to the team, actually, because since she was working with him, okay, uh, and then like I said, and because even and I'll have to go back and read this again, but I am fairly certain that the issue before the last issue, which was not a Secret Wars tie, a Secret Empire tie-in, mm-hmm. n- nothing had nothing about it, okay. Because in fact, well, a couple of issues prior, we saw Nighthawk, and he was working with the team, you know, uh, trying to to run a raid a, a Hydra base, and like I said, and then last issue this pops up, I'm like, well. Hell, like just you know, in the background somewhere. So, even if that was him that got shot down, then it was pretty much just like they didn't even say it by name,
2: yeah. Well, they leave it out there, so you know, in the hope of maybe bringing him back at some point. So, all right,
0: maybe I doubt it, but uh.
2: so we have um, still some chugging along to do when it comes to Secret Empire, yeah, yep, yep. All right, so let's see, uh, what do you think, President Bartlett? What's next? Sir, you want to read a book? I, um, want
1: hear, I want to hear about um, action comments, actually.
3: Okay, well, I was going to say everything I have can really be quick hits, except unless anybody wants to talk about infamous Iron Man and Cable.
0: I, uh, yeah, I just saw Cable on you. Listen, I totally forgot to read that this week.
3: But uh, let me let's see. Where's action? Let me grab action Comics. <laughs> All right. So, um, last issue, our heroes were thrust into the Phantom Zone and uh, two of the villains went in after them. Um, nobody could really figure out why Zod would send uh, Cyborg Superman and uh, the Eradicator into the Phantom Zone. Um, turns out they were sent in to find somebody. Uh, the whole Phantom Zone thing was... Uh, th- they didn't grab the Phantom Zone to, to push the heroes in, and they didn't grab the Phantom Zone to pull out Zod's troops like uh, all the bad guys thought. Uh, it turns out he had a different mission in the Phantom Zone in mind. Um, and so if you could go ahead and ring that spoiler bell, turns out that Ursa, Zod's uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever, uh, is inside the Phantom Zone with their son. And their son uh, apparently is also superpowered and is roughly uh, the same age as Jonathan. Ha- so now, Zod and his wife and his superpowered son are the villainous family that can run around the DC Universe taking on Superman, Lois, and Jonathan. So- That's convenient. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a little, like, too on the nose, you know? Uh, I I mean, in the long run, you know, okay, whatever. You know, it makes sense in that Silver Age kind of way. Um, But it was still, you know, a little hokey. Um, But we do see another appearance from Mr. Oz, um, as my dog scratches himself and makes a dangling noise in the background. Um, But Mr. Oz makes another reappearance, um, and he actually pushes Jonathan Kent uh, to be able to use the uh, Kryptonian armor. So he's getting more involved. Instead of just being a guy who shows up and says a couple riddles and disappears, um, he's actually starting to manipulate things. So he's moving the DC universe in a way to take on whatever ultimate evil power is out there that we all believe to be Dr. Manhattan at this point. So some fun, uh, you know, Rebirth things woven into the story as it goes but as it at its heart it's really all about the villainous family getting back together so that the family of villains can take on the family of heroes down the line so I, so like i said it was a little too uh convenient yeah but you know in in the long run it it, it works and it sets up you know some obvious confrontations in the future I,
2: I skimmed this right i have not been keeping up with this so i did not know what was going on uh up to this point but uh, on a long train ride home, I I flipped through it and I noticed a couple of things. You brought up one of them, which is uh, you know that Ursa is the character that's brought back from the Phantom Zone, and I couldn't help but think, when did this happen? You know, did you know like do we know when this happened? Like when they hooked up and got you know and and got busy and had a little kid? Um, you okay. know, it,
3: I mean, maybe it happened in the Phantom Zone. I right, time different there. So exactly, you're you're locked in prison with nothing else to do. I mean, you know.
2: Sure, sure, sure. And um, the other thing I thought was convenient was I, I remember uh, you mentioned uh, dirt that uh, that Superman had been blinded at some point, and I right. thought that the uh, the cure for that was pretty, you know, was pretty uh, uh, convenient as well.
3: Well, it the um, the MacGuffin that made him blind right. uh, was the black hole um, at Bellrave Prison that's used by Amanda Waller to uh, keep. The worst of the worst supervillains in check. Um, it's you know basically this um, almost like an isolation chamber. It's mm-hmm. like this 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 black energy uh, vortex that she can toss them into where their powers aren't going to work. They can't punch anything. They can't move. I mean they can you know swing their arms around, but they're never going to travel anywhere. You know, um, and and that is built on Phantom Zone technology, and Superman somehow interacting with it in whatever it was he was attempting to do to it made him blind. So when he gets thrust back into the Phantom Zone, it's using that same energy and power on him again, which ends up, you know... uh, Apparently, if you punch somebody once and they get hurt, you just punch them again, and the second one gets rid of all the pain from the first one. That's how it works with the Phantom Zone. So uh, getting thrown back in uh, reversed the effects. Um, But here's the weirdest thing about the whole story, is that Supergirl just did a storyline where Supergirl and a couple of her friends get pulled into the Phantom Zone And it turns out that someone she knew earlier on in her series got trapped in the Phantom Zone. And that person started to go crazy. And she figures out how to make them not go crazy anymore. And then they decide they're going to be the guardian of the Phantom Zone and try to help reform the people that get thrown in there. Um, And so she's just going to live in the Phantom Zone and be like the protector within the Phantom Zone. Uh, That is not mentioned here. (laughs) And nothing that happens here is mentioned in that storyline. So at no point did someone anywhere walking through the halls of DC go, "Oh, you're doing a Phantom Zone story? So are we? Maybe we should compare notes." <laughs> Never came up apparently. So you know, just a little Phantom awkward. Zone,
0: the Phantom Zone is many things to all people.
3: <laughs> that's right. You know, and and to be honest, we don't know how big it is. Exactly.
1: You know, I feel like every I'm, I guess it's a trademark of Superman stories, but anytime I hear Phantom Zone, I just like, "Eh, that's so, <laughs> so cheesy to me." I, well, it's like, like
3: it's well, it's it's almost like. Um, Seen a Quinjet in a in an Avengers book, you know. I mean, it's just in a Superman book. It's going to be there. It's going to come up at some point.
1: Like, how many different tates on the negative or Phantom Zone can you do?
0: Well, but think about how useful it is. They need a new villain for Superman. They could be like, oh no, just this person was in the Phantom Zone this whole time and somehow got out. Boom.
2: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: But uh, I did read the previous issue because I think that was Victor. Um, the artist whose last name Bogdanovich I think his last name is. I think oh, yeah. it was his first issue and I like him so I read it last issue and I'll check this one out. Because I, I, I was behind a couple of issues but once the, the Superman Revenge Squad started going I was like oh okay this seems kind of interesting I'll start paying attention to this again.
3: Cool. Yeah and there are some neat things that happen to it so. Uh,
1: I like the idea of the, the, son, the Zod family tree.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm it's It's weird because the d c universe is starting to turn into like the adult side and the teen side like, I like just, that yeah, it's just kind of weird. I mean it makes sense you know of course Sounds but... familiar, too
2: yeah, but it's the adult side with kids, <laughs> you know that's the signifier
3: yeah, there are a lot of parents that read comics nowadays.
2: It mm-hmm.
3: was always the case
2: all right uh Dirt, how about let's talk about flash number twenty seven unless you were wanted to hold that off hold off on that?
3: Oh, I can no, that's fine. Uh, did anybody else to, read it? I didn't. I
2: uh,
3: I'm trying to get the cover, but it's not working for some reason.
1: That... This was the finale of the Reverse Flash storyline. Running so, scared,
3: as it's called on the cover.
1: Yep. Help me keep these guys straight. So, uh, Eobot Dawn is not Professor Zoom, right? Or is that someone different?
3: Uh, um. Long story short, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Although, so wait, I do. Wait, I want to point out one thing real quick. Okay, before we get too deep into the actual story, I want to point out uh, if you look at the the credits page to the book use mm-hmm. for those credits, that's the back to the future ha <laughs> Nice of you so use, yeah, the time travel back to the future font is what they decided to do all the credits in. I thought that was a, a nice touch on their part.
2: that is cool. there was a lot of time travel here,
3: yes, a lot of time travel,
2: yes. Yeah. Right. So, just, I mean, before, I guess, you know, the, the, the crux of the story is that it's the finale to this, uh, I called it the dramatic end to this story arc. Um, and part of it is uh, the two speedsters find themselves traveling to, from, you know, I guess the, the the beginning or close to the beginning of time on the Earth and traveling forward. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dirt, but it looks like they uh, travel through Arthurian Times and uh, they could have uh, had uh, Etrigan the Demon in the background, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah,
3: um, he's at the top, and um, is, right? yeah. Shining Knight is the one on the uh, on the bottom. Yeah, he's one of the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. I did um,
1: Was that a scene in the past? Yes.
3: Yeah. Mm. Um. And then there's um. Uh, Are the, those uh, the Hawks in Egypt? Uh, yes. Yeah. It yeah. There you go. Yeah, and then um, the World War Two with Sergeant Rock. Yeah, I figured. I was going to say the Howling Commandos, but I knew that was wrong.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, I thought that was cool. Nice little Easter eggs in the background.
3: Uh, but, you know, one of the things that the that story actually brings up, I was actually surprised that they would mention it and, and actually use it as a plot point, was um, uh, Reverse Flash appears to lose his powers. And uh, he says, I'll just get him back again. You know I will, and I'll just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. and no matter what happens i just keep coming back and you think you get rid of me and i just keep coming back and you know it's true it's like this happens over and over especially when you have a character that time travels and moves between dimensions Mm -hmm. you know he he can disappear and then come back later in that issue and it's actually been like you know 50 years he was traveling in some pocket dimension and you know he didn't age because of whatever you know radiation Mm -hmm. uh you know thing um so you know he can come back later, and it's actually a younger version of him that he's that you know Barry fights again in the future. But it's just kind of funny that that is one of the staples of Flash and Reverse Flash is that he just keeps coming back, and Flash can never get rid of him, and they actually use it as a storyline beat. Is him saying, "Well, I just I'll just get him back. I'll just come back again. I'll do it again. I just keep coming back." And uh, Iris is the one who's basically decides she's going to stop that from happening. I wouldn't say how. I'm not going to say what exactly happens, but I'll just say Iris uh, It. I'm going to say makes it pretty obvious that uh, Reverse Flash will not be making any future appearances until they rewrite the universe again.
2: <laughs> so one of the one of the uh, really interesting aspects of uh, this particular storyline and what uh, the Reverse Flash uh, brought to the forefront is the the dual life, the du- you know the the, the dual identity that, uh, that the Flash and Barry Allen were uh, was maintaining in this iteration, in this volume of the Flash. You know, I guess I you know we'd grown up for such a long time with uh, Barry Allen's identity kind of being out to a lot of people that this is you know it's kind of weird to have him be you know kind of running the the, the secret identity thing again.
3: Well, that, yeah, was one of the things, point. that was one of the things in the uh, New 52, when they restarted, um, relaunched everything and restarted the DC Universe, was that suddenly he had a secret identity again, um, and he wasn't dating Iris. He, he was dating someone else in the uh, police department, so it was like his, you know, the main stuff that you knew about his life was different, and that has crept up again and again and again over the years, um, like with Kid Flash not revealing his identity, Kid Flash, um, you know, being the nephew Right. um and him you know being beside himself when he finally found out who Barry was and how Barry wouldn't tell her um and you know that it's been something that's been creeping through the book for a while so you knew at some point it was going to come to a head and it finally does in this issue and it uh you know makes for a pretty different status quo in the uh, DC universe than we've seen for quite a while for the flash
2: All righty. Okay, how about what do you read this week, Ronnie? Let's uh, talk about say, Black Panther number sixteen.
3: Well, let's
0: go let's since we let's got something the, else? The, the, the DC train for a sec since we're still okay. since we're there. Um Teen Titans number ten. We'll do that real quick.
1: I read that too. There you go. Yeah,
0: I saw that on your list. So this is what part two of uh, this Black Manta arc. Um after the events of last issue, uh Manta and <laughs> Manta and um, and Jackson's mom. Meet up and have a confrontation, which doesn't go terribly well for her. This issue, um, when Jackson intervenes and gets taken by Manta, you know, after after finding out, you know, that's his dad and this and then the other. Come to find out that um, that seashell that's, that Jackson, aka Aqualad, who hasn't gotten his name yet, has on his neck is a map to a weapon that uh, Manta's been seeking out uh, for a long time, which actually. I guess the story comes out later on from from um, from Jackson's mom that, you know, that uh, she knew that uh, Manta was looking for it, you know, and hid it from him basically, and also hid the fact that she was pregnant with his child after nearly getting uh, killed by by Manta Manta after he couldn't find this. Uh, and uh, the other part of this is um, so there's a little bit of unrest with the team, you know, Robin's kind of going through some things, it it seems like, because he's a little more agitated than even Damian is. Uh, Beast Boy is like, look, starting to tell Starfire she needs to lead the team or else he's leaving. Uh, a fight kind of, an argument breaks out, and she actually does end up kind of taking control of, you know, uh, of the team for, for a minute, going into, you know, helping to find out where Jackson is. Um, and then the rest of the issue is um, Manta and Jackson under the sea trying to find this weapon and then they get attacked after finding said weapon, you know, after Jackson is trying to get to know his dad and, and you know, is not trying to have nothing of it, basically. so I, I pretty it, much say that it sounds like Paris of the Caribbean because there's a certain reference to a Black Pearl also with this reference.
1: Okay, that's where I kept... I knew that name sounded familiar. Because but even the story...
0: Yeah, because even the story that they were talking about you know that that was associated with the Black Pearl I was like, okay, is this something out of Pirates of the Caribbean or something? Because it sounds awfully like it.
1: But yeah, so there's a little like some uh, uh, a power struggle might be going on for leadership of the team. It Was kind of slightly uh, pushed. That agenda was kind of kind of pushed with the Beast Boy mentioning how Starfire is the oldest of the group.
0: Right, and the nice. And then she starts.
1: Games, so she starts to sort of give orders near the end of the issue. So I wonder if that will be followed up on later.
0: I would like to think so, but I can't imagine Damien taking that lying down.
1: I wish they had actually said how old she's supposed to be. Cause I wonder that myself. I think was it, uh, was it last week's show?
0: Or? Yeah, it was
2: last week's show, you guys had this discussion about not yeah. she was still a teen. I was like, is she a teen? <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't think she was actually even like, even originally she, she, well, I mean, I guess on she's supposed now.
1: to, I think they've referenced that her and Dick might have, like their yeah. relationship might have still happened. So well, she has to be around his age.
0: They've absolutely brought it up in her book. And she's in- an alien. You don't know how they <laughs> age. Well, and that, that's what I was getting to because it was like, yeah, she probably wasn't a teen even when she originally was with the team. She just so happened to be, you know.
2: No, I th- I'm I'm fairly certain that they that, that she was like a like a mid to late teen princess when she first appeared in New Teen Titans under in uh, the Wolfman <laughs> and Perez run. That's how they had it portrayed. That doesn't exist anymore. I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's, so they bring and, it back.
2: So, but
0: yeah, I mean, and I mean, granted, just because you're the oldest doesn't mean you should be the one lead. But at the same time, like, well, for whatever reason she's there, she probably should be because she's the one actual, probably original member of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so that's
1: Teen Titans number ten.
2: Yeah. All right. But um, thing,
0: I guess if you want to now, we can get to uh, Black Panther.
2: Are we done with DC? Is there any more DC that we want to talk about? Because I've got a DC book if you want to just wrap it up. Go for it. Alright, so it was it Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 25? So I have not been reading these books, you know, uh, kind of been on and off, but uh, believe it or not, you do not have to have much of a grasp of what's been going on in this book to really enjoy this issue. There's a lot happening in this issue. Obviously, it's extra-sized. It's a you know, 25th issue, an anniversary-sized book, um, there's plenty of uh, uh, stuff that you can get caught up on very, very quickly. Um, if this is the first time reading it, so believe it or not, it's actually fairly new reader-friendly in that regard. Um, it's a knockdown, dragout drag-out fight uh, over uh, some stuff that's happening between uh, the Green Lantern Corps and the Sinestro Corps, who happen to uh, co-occupy uh, Mogo. Um, they have their joint headquarters set up on Mogo, the, uh, the, uh, the living planet. Uh, who's a Green Lantern, and uh, basically, uh, without going into too much detail, because I would recommend this book for anyone who just wants to pick up uh, a random uh, superhero story and kind of get into like a lot of dramatic uh, things going on. Um, it's it's a it's a pretty well crafted story, and for you know the first Hal Jordan uh, uh, Green Lantern Corps book that I've read in ages, it you know it, I, I had a good time reading it you know there's plenty of drama you really only need to have a passing familiarity with some of the characters and there's still, but at the end of the day there's still lots of drama lots of great interpersonal uh, dialogue in this and um we find ourselves at the end of the uh, you know at the end of the story uh, you know having seen a great knockdown drag out fight between the two cores um John Stewart shines in this issue so anyone who grew up with uh, justice league uh, and Justice League Unlimited with uh, John Stewart as your Green Lantern, you will enjoy this issue too. Um, you know, and 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 uh, at the end, uh, there is a tease of a return of one of the primary uh, antagonists in the Green Lantern universe. And I'll leave it at that. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, like I said, they squeeze a lot into this anniversary issue. So if you were uh, ever uh, uh, even a little interested in picking up uh, kind of a, uh, a high-action uh, book and, and, and thought about picking up Green Lantern, this is not a bad place to start.
3: I am actually woefully behind on this book, but I have been reading it. Me uh, too. But I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably like 10 issues behind. <laughs> it it. I'm four issues behind. So, But, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things like I have them, you know. Like I actually buy them <laughs> in paper, but I'm, I'm way, way behind. Yeah, damn double ship in books. Yeah, well, and I keep like a dumbass. I keep adding books to my poll, So yeah, because new stuff always comes out, right? Like I'm reading, you know, I'm reading cable. Like I'm reading, you know, I'm I'm maybe getting into all new Wolverine. I bought a couple of those so I can read it. Nice. I'm get into it. I picked up uh, new Superman. Picked up Red Hood and the uh, Red Hood and the uh, Outlaws. Outlaw. Um, yeah, and so you know, I just like I keep throwing these series on my pile, and my read pile is just getting ridiculous.
1: That's right. Two DC, well, three DC titles, three DC rebirth titles that I've enjoyed when they started and I've fallen to varying degrees behind on Haldron and Green Lanterns, actually four, Haldron and Green Lanterns, Suicide Squad, um, Detective Comets, and Green Arrow. I like them all. It's funny. Behind on all.
2: Yeah. I just think it's funny that I've been paring down my pull list um, as as time has gone on, you know, at least over the last uh, four or five months. So, you know, I'm going in the opposite direction.
1: I need to do something, but that's yeah. a complaint for another day.
2: And we won't so get. Brought, I was about to say we won't get into the fact that my money seems to be diverted to uh, Marvel Legends, but that's another story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll come up in the news when I'm gone later tonight. Exactly. Sure. exactly. All right, moving on. But uh, Dirk had brought up cable, so I thought go that was for a nice it. Segue. Well, did anybody else read it?
2: I skimmed it. No.
1: No.
3: Uh, okay. okay. <laughs>
2: Um, I, wonder, I haven't started this one yet. Maybe I'm, I don't. Issue even- number two, so I don't know what's going on. You know.
3: Um, so basically, Cable has been traveling through time chasing somebody, and everywhere he goes, following after this guy, he's always one step behind this guy. And this guy leaves futuristic, super powered weapons behind uh, that people in ancient history um, have, so that when Cable appears, they can attack him. It's been one of those wacky sci fi. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, you know, it's like a, it's it's like watching Cyborg with Jean Claude Van Damme or something. You know, it just it oh, no. is. And I mean that I mean that in the absolute best way possible. Um, it is <laughs> is this you know, yes? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 but it's just been you know not afraid to take crazy leaps and do weird stuff and you know just roll with it. And what we finally get here in issue three is we find out that the person he's been chasing is called Conquest. Um, And Conquest is actually trying to track down um, a weapon that is left over from the eternals and Humans War that happened in the ancient past. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and so the the sword was broken into five pieces, and the pieces scattered throughout time, because the idea is it is too powerful, and anybody who might get their hands on it would be unstoppable. And so, this guy, Conquest, has been going through time trying to grab these pieces, and Cable has been chasing after him. Um, so, Cable has got to try to figure out. The guy has three of the pieces now of the five. So, Cable's trying to figure out which way he's going next and to see if he can go to the other place that uh, this guy hasn't been yet so he can beat him to one of the pieces. Because then, if he has one of the pieces, then at least, you know, he'll be able to stop him. So, uh, in this issue, um, He's in, I don't know if it's Mayan or um, Aztec, but he's in one of the uh, ancient uh, civilizations. And the the whole um, society has been rebuilt with a lot of this technology. Um, It's become a lot more powerful and a lot bigger. And uh, so he's fighting through these people trying to find... Uh, clues and he finds an unlikely ally among a priest who was originally trying to become a human sacrifice, uh, but now that he 's learned like what 's actually happening, uh, this guy is fighting against his own people who have these superpowered weapons so it's like I said it just it doesn 't take itself too seriously, which is why I like it so much um, it 's just a fun action sci fi romp uh, that you can get lost in that you don 't have to worry about too much um, and it 's just a fun read i 've enjoyed this is um Issue three, so it's not too deep into it. Um, it's just a, a a good, fun book to read that uh, I just enjoy every so often having a break from some of the other very heavy books that we find on the market today.
0: Mm-hmm. I've had a weird question about this book, also though, that I've been thinking every time I read it because it's like every time he's gone into a time frame, time period, and they've had these weapons. Like, are, is he doing something with the with the weapons after he dispatches all the people that are using them, or he just like ah,
3: I got things to do? <laughs> it, it seems like he just leaves them, yeah. um, but he's a time traveler, so technically he could travel back yeah. to the moment he left and clean up the mess later, you know? I guess, yeah. That's funny. Dirt, by the way, how
2: dare you trade some bootleg Stingray and American Kaiju figures for my Thors and give them to <laughs> Matt Wang? Come on, man! Is that what
3: he's talking about on Twitter? <laughs> yes! <laughs> All I know is that the solo Black Adam movie is going to be the new Castle. Oh no! If you saw Castle with Nathan Fillion, uh, p- according to Tweet Mashup, uh, that's that's the re- that's the route that uh, the new Black Adam movie is taking. That's funny. Oops.
2: All right, so let's see. Uh, all right, who's up? Who wants to put, put up a book so we can get to uh, rapid fire quick?
1: I, we may actually already be in rapid fire. I say might just need to. Yeah, let's forward. just rapid fire this. Uh, infamous Iron Man number nine or ten. Go for it. It's. Uh, I, after i finished this this was the last book i read before the show and i finished it and my first thought actually my thought while reading it was how bendis has managed to give dr doom the patent marvel
2: mommy daddy issue drama he always had it but he always had he? Had, he had it that was the whole reason for him trying to you know that the whole reason that his experiment blew up in his face yeah, really?
0: that's true. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's been on it every you know. So, what he was trying to please his
2: mom? Oh, he's trying to contact his mom. Yeah. Oh. because I mean, she was I a gypsy, really... right? She was a gypsy. Uh, What's A gypsy witch, and she right. basically was, uh, you know, her soul had been. Uh, she either tra- uh, she either sold her soul or her soul was taken by a demon, and uh, and Doom uh, in college was trying to contact her, and that's when Reed, you know, kind of um, you know saw what he was doing. He was like, "Oh, your your calculations are screwed up." And next thing you know, Doom is just like, "Yeah, man, nah, man, my, my calculations are correct. You don't, you know, get your get your nose out of my books." Next thing you know, blows blows up in his face.
0: And wasn't that also? Um, I remember Doc like Doom would always show up every like 100 or 50 issues of Iron Man, and um, like in Try MMA. to contact his mom. Yeah, yeah, and that would be that. It was a, it would be something with time travel, or you know, or that, or the mixture of the two.
2: Right. But I think that what, what I think Tim's point is still valid in the sense that now we actually have, you know, at least a, a, a facsimile of his mom. I don't I haven't read this. so I don't know if that actually is his mom. But, um, you know, we have um, them uh, confronting each other face to face.
3: It's Morgan Lefay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was confused for a long time. I thought Scarlet Witch was his mom because oh, no. <laughs> they were like, oh, well, she's a gypsy uh, magician woman. And I was like, oh, that's Scarlet Witch.
0: Also younger than him, so that would be a feat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's an
3: like
1: uh, uh, Bendis doing the Marvel trope of the you know mommy
2: issue. Gotcha.
1: Time travel. Time travel. Well,
2: there you go. All
1: right. So that uh, okay. Yeah. Actually, the very last page. Did anyone else read this? Jerry read it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So did the ending make sense to you? Yes. It was like
3: he fell out the sky and. Okay, so, the sky. No, so So there's, there's a little bit of time that passes between the two pages. Um, because on the left-hand page, you've got Doom and his mom in the, I want to say nether region, but that they brings up a different like, the reference. Place between, the place between <laughs> multiverses or whatever. The bleed or something. Um, yeah, the tear. The tear, That's right. Um, and if you notice, the clue that I gave you guys a couple years ago, um, the word balloons that pop up, they're in uppercase and lowercase. Not oh. all uppercase. So those word balloons are actually coming from someone from the Ultimate Universe. Right. And so that's who pops up there at the end, um, at, at the bottom of that left-hand page. So then when we get to the right-hand page where you see Ben Grimm walking through the ruins of the uh, uh, the Victor Von Doom castle, um, and Doom falls out of the sky, it's a few minutes later. That's, there's been some sort of confrontation that happens, and Doom is expelled out from the tear and uh, leads to him turning to Ben and telling Ben to get the hell out of there, so... So yeah, that's what's going on there, is that uh, a certain character from the Ultimate Universe who has a tie to uh, the Fantastic Four has appeared.
1: I need to look that up then. Go back and look that over.
3: Wait, not the
0: one that's been floating around already.
1: Yes.
3: Oh, huh.
0: Okay.
3: He's been in Ultimates, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. To read? Well, and spoiler bell! Yeah, man! Come on, on. Tim! Mm.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: he's, he's, yes, I was about to say he's been floating around uh Ewing arguing books, but since that's yeah. All right. So
3: anyway, it's still it's it's still uh these past few issues where I think, you know, Bendis has been told that the life of this book is coming to an end because they because of uh generations and legacy and everything like that, they have to clean up a lot of these things going on in the Marvel universe, so he's only got, you know, however many issues. I think there's two more issues of infamous Iron Man maybe. Uh to clean all this up. So since he's gotten that, you know, wrap it up uh, command, it's been very. He's finally, you know, started to get the story moving. We don't have as many issues that we used to have, where it's just a lot of talking, a lot of talk, 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 talk. There's been a lot more action in these past few issues, and so it's really been an enjoyable series. Now that it's it's gotten its guns and headed out. Cool. All right. Well, I'll do a couple more rapids uh, here. Just yeah, real quick. I think
2: Tim is done. So,
3: um, let's see here, Croak. Croak number two from Alterna Comics. This is another one of those $1.50 uh, newsprint books. Um, oh, they, man, they smell so good. Like <laughs> That's one of the things that these. The ink on the newsprint is just. Oh <laughs> Nostalgia is a powerful drug. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, but the story is it's basically a, a horror movie. Um, kids go out into the wilderness to go camping, and a monster appears and is attacking, and. Uh, You know they're they're slowly being picked off. Um, One of them has a camera, so every so often he's, you know, catches something on film, and he has no idea what it is. But it's you know, it's one of these monsters, one of these things out in this uh, forest. And uh, it's only a three issue series, so buying all three issues is only going to cost you a massive four dollars and fifty cents. And it's just a fun, you know, it gets straight to it. They start getting attacked, problems start happening. Uh, This book is all chase and terror and screaming and people disappearing into the brush and um you know all of that type of stuff. So I, I love horror movies, especially, you know, the the slasher type ones where people get picked off, you know, one at a time as as stuff happens. So I've really been enjoying this series. And again, with it being uh buck fifty, it's like you can't lose, you know. Sure. Um Exo Manowar. Um when I went on vacation, um month or so ago i actually stopped at a shop in wisconsin and picked up the all the issues of exo up to that point and basically exo if anybody doesn't remember exo was a guy from way in the past he was a barbarian i believe in the english countryside that uh, the romans came and captured and he found the exo armor and became this super armored uh hero uh, even though he was still basically this you know warrior from the past and um in this series, he's been thrown into um, a long time in the future in a galaxy far, far away, and he's called to fight in this grand uh, uh, battle between these factions on this alien planet, and he becomes a powerful general. And it, it's, very much, it's very weird. Matt Kent, who writes this, is one of these writers that he, he can come up with the bizarre and make it logical. Um, for a barbarian fighter with an alien uh, Iron Man suit, uh on another alien planet fighting as a general um forced to fight in one army versus another army he makes it work like there's so many things going on and so many loyalties tested and so many um you know uh people are ready to stab each other in the back because they don't trust each other but then they're going into battle so they trust each other because if they don't they're going to die uh you know all these things going on and it just works um this is the first series that Valiant has done basically since they relaunched that I've really felt strongly drawn towards and I've really enjoyed. So definitely one that uh, I would recommend for people to check out. And then finally, um, I've got one here called Solar Flare. Solar Flare number four from Scout Comics. And this is where a massive solar flare has killed basically all the electronics on Earth. And so everybody is forced back into the Stone Age. And this um, really happens in the first this is like the first 24, 48 hours that everything has gone down. So society is still there, but it is quickly crumbling around them. um, And they have to uh, try to survive as you know, everything goes to hell. And it's just a really interesting uh, series. It's really well done. Um, The story like makes sense in the way that as you're watching it and thinking like, yeah, that's what I would do. That's how I would, you know, feel in that situation. I might do what that guy just did there. Like everything, um, is logical. I don't see a lot of these like weird character leaps that they do in, in some of these series. Um, but the artwork is also really cool because it it looks like it uses photographic references and then is drawn on top of it in a way. So all of the backgrounds look they look real but they look drawn, if that makes sense. No, um, of course. And, and all the people look very realistic. But then there's the art style that's on top of it that looks really good. So it's, it's hard to explain, but if you see a copy of Solar Flare at your local comic shop, pick it up and take a flip through, uh, because it's got some really neat artwork. And this is a series that I believe, that all uh, it's a six-issue series. All six issues have come out digitally, um, and it's sold well enough digitally that now they're putting it in print. Um, so I'm hoping that this does well for them in print, because I want to see, uh, you know, maybe they'll do a follow-up series or... Uh, what else they might have, uh, you know, coming from this writer and this artist? Because uh, I've enjoyed this one quite a bit too. So, uh, Solar Flare is definitely one that I'll say for people to check out, especially if if you're like me and you like a lot of this post-apocalyptic, into uh, the world type stuff. Wait, oh. How does it smell? <laughs> oh, um, well, let's see. Let's do uh, this way. So it's, it's more of a, a card. Style. It's not a cardstock cover, but it's a thicker paper, and these are slick, uh, you know, glossier pages. So In, it's
2: a new style, yeah.
3: It's, mm. more a, it, it's more of a it's it's more of a high end magazine uh, type smell.
0: So kind of not much of a smell.
3: Yeah. So it's a little sometimes actually the different inks you can tell when pages that use a lot more black have a different smell to them because the black ink uses a different uh, chemical. But some of the ones with the green have a different smell. So there you go.
2: Getting high on comics on this week's Comic Book Chronicle.
0: Hey, this is this has been a thing that's come up in the past, so <laughs> it's, it's was, I was gonna go back to um Croak for a second and was thinking that it, or maybe it's just me, that it's been a long time since I've seen that type at the top mm-hmm. of it. The the X of an X limited run series.
2: Okay.
3: Okay, oh, oh, <laughs> where it's a limited series and they announce it at the beginning, not when the sales right. drop and yeah. Right. It, where Image will suddenly take an ongoing title and be like, oh, an issue 14 to 15, and you're like, what? No, this was supposed to be a forever. Right. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of their books uh, appear to be this way, where um, I think a lot of these may have started out as trades, uh, and then they've broken them up to fit as comics, uh, kind of going the opposite direction. So you've got a complete story. Uh, you know, when the first issue comes out, the last issue is already done, which is a nice feel when you get into something.
1: True. true. All right.
0: Cool. Well, I can go ahead and do my couple uh, then, which actually I did not mean for this to happen to, well, for it to come up in rapid fire, but Black Panther number 16.
2: Go ahead. Cover it.
0: Um, so <clears throat> storms of an atmosphere causing causing rain for some reason, which we don't tend to find out why. Until
2: the- Roddy, you're underwater. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me, while, while Roddy gets back up above, uh, just gets back no, to the no, surface, let me run through. Oh, no? Okay.
0: I'm back. Okay. But yeah, Storm's like Storm's up in the atmosphere doing some something. She's uncovering something, as we find out later on in the book. But that's just sad to um, T'Challa and uh, Queen Ramonda's going off to, to 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 see a council. They're also talking about Storm and how she has a. She seems to have a place still in T'Challa's heart, which I'm loving that part about it. But then we get to said council meeting of the new Wakanda council, and then it goes off into uh, T'Challa trying to find out who Stole his friend at the end of last issue, and we come to find out that he goes to New York to, to investigate and ends up at Club Fenris. Um, you know, and causes of the ruckus there, where we also see one well, two members of the wrecking crew, the Thunderball and um, what's the other guy, Pile Driver? Pile Driver, thank you, who looks actually smaller than what you saw. Maybe I'm thinking about the other guy, either way, who's apparently security guard there or something like that. But after the ruckus. Uh, with the the Firmish Twins and their blatantly racist comments. I thought um, they were dead.
2: Well, one they're Nazis, and two, well, you, they were yeah, dead. Yeah, that's right. Wait, so okay, Andreas and Andrea and yeah, uh, yeah. Andrea and Andreas Strucker are, or supposedly at least in old school continuity, right. children of Baron von Strucker.
0: Okay, you know what? I was thinking the Strucker kids were so, so were different from friends that I didn't put this. So, okay, that makes hella sense now. Then okay.
2: So, yeah, so
0: that, that being that, and um, T'Challa talks to Thunderball, which I wanted to address uh, Agent Seven's notes uh, about um, T'Challa trying to reform him, and I would say that you could take it that way, but also, I, this may or may not have something to do with this, but back in the Illuminati... Um, Illuminati! Uh, the, the Illuminati miniseries, well, it was not a series, but the series from like a was last year, whatever the case might be, Thunderball himself has been, was talking about, you know, I'm just as smart as, you know, any of these other guys and, and this and that. What about one. me? They're what like, about
2: Raven? What? Oh, I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was
0: a wrestling reference. I can't I even mean, pull that one out. I, up, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know the reference, but yeah, but it was kind of like that then. So, mm-hmm. but I have noticed uh, when he comes up, when he has come up every now and then, there's like, that gets brought up. The, right, the fact that he is indeed a, as smart as some of these other guys, and and in this one, you know, he and and, and Power Driver were talking about he being the Black Bruce Banner, and then when he and Chitara was talking, to him, I was like, "No, you're not the Black Bruce Banner because you know there's a bunch, bunch of them in prison and that, that, Which I thought was that whole page was pretty great, um, for that talk, um, but he was just basically trying to appeal with appeal to him as a fellow intellect and and recognizing his you know recognizing how smart he is and not treating him as just a a villain and more. I know about an equal, but you know, I'm just basically treat them. <laughs> I got I you. Yeah. No, this is the message just popped up, just made me think something. But um, so that's what I believe that is what that's playing into, and not necessarily that he's trying to reform him, just recognize that he couldn't be better than what he is, and you know, that. So, but it could very well be the, the case. But because, like I said, I don't think they've had too much interaction, you know, for that to be the case. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But like I said, I think just, just because this stuff has come up in the last couple of years, about him being as part as part of what, you know, what part that on. So yeah, like I said, the rest of the issues, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, basically trying to get a lead on where a friend is, and they get that from apparently get that from Thunderball and um, get a lead on that, and right. then at the end of the issue, we go back to Storm, yeah, who comes across some writing or something in the sky that. <sighs> Kind of Again, so you, know,
2: get, you know, the, my first note was, you know, like, my first impression upon finishing this issue, it's just more slow burn storytelling by Coates. Yeah. And Someone it just, it just take uh,
0: narrative while. moving. So <laughs> It just it takes a while. You know, he's a writer. He, he, does, he, he does what he yeah, does. He,
2: yeah, exactly. I was trying to throw in a couple action beats to appease us, but he's got the long form storytelling down pat. Mm-hmm. All so,
0: And yeah, so that, that's supposed to mean something. And, the, well, there was also the thing that, and actually the end of time with the council meeting that, you know, there's uh, some brouhaha happening that ends up being tied in with the the gods. That's the whole God storyline um that's been coming up over the last few issues and that's it. And um Ghostbusters one oh one number five. Um I think this is like the penultimate issue and there's been speaking of books with more talking than action, this is print there's been a whole lot of exposit- exposition and a little bit of busting. Um but the crux of this one is both teams They finally have a plan to figure out how to fix what's going on, the 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 fix the the rift between their two uh, dimensions and how to get everything back in order. It sounds like Nexus, being the last one, is them going to be putting that plan in action and uh, presumably them going back to their separate dimensions. And there was also a little thing about you know the the answer one of the answer to call Ghostbusters Abby was kind of finally recognizes like hey wait we're not the only ones that did this and these guys have been doing this the longest and she kind of has a little pity party for herself to which one of the others kind of break her out of it and then they figure out the rest of the plan and my final book is moon girl and devil dinosaur number 21 um moon girl and devil dinosaur end up on a parallel earth trying to get away from girl moon who is ends up who is eagle living parent's kid apparently um, and i believe she is actually circling around but she keeps talking about being alone but i'm what it, yeah, that is what it is but anyway she ends up on a um parallel earth ends up being ends up meeting a i don't want to say a bizarre version of her but definitely um a different from her with with the exception of kind of attitude so she meets this girl named uh devil Girl and her pet dinosaur uh moon dinosaur you know and they have a little squabble for a second and then some talking happens and then our lunella and devil dinosaur leaves and goes back to confront uh, moon, uh, the girl moon, you know, who is feeling selfishly about herself. So that is about to come into a head. And that is that.
2: All Uh, let me wrap up, uh, our rapid fire section with, uh, my books. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Usagi Yojimbo number one. This actually is a story and art by Stan Sakai book. That's pretty cool. It's a fun one shot story that is a welcome respite from the drudgery of reading Secret Empire. I was talking about this earlier. A small twist in this issue in the story makes this an actual first meeting between the characters. Um, Any. Fans of these characters know that they have met numerous times in comics, but they uh, they pull a little bit of a fast one in this one to make it seem like it's a first uh, meeting between the characters. Even though Usagi actually says, "Hey, I met y'all before," but it turns out he hasn't met these turtles. It's a fun book. Um, it's got a great you know, it's just got a great uh, you know beginning, uh, beginning, middle, and end narrative. So uh, anyone who's a fan of these characters should uh, take a look at this book. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider number five. Not sure why I keep reading this. It's kind of fun to see Kane, Scarlet Spider, and uh, Ben Riley kind of duking it out. And that continues in this issue. They come to uh, detente at the end of the issue for reasons that you'll have to read the issue to find out. But um, the best part of this issue uh, is the clones duking it out, um, kind of uh, matching wits since their spider powers roughly even themselves out, Even out even out the matchup uh Spider-Gwen number 22. This is an actual potential click of the week because there are it's uh it follows on uh, the events of last issue with uh Gwen and um Harry osborne This universe's uh Lizard uh, finding themselves in madripoor and they're uh taking on both the Hand um and um this universe's Wolverine and Kitty Pride and it's just a lot of fun. I'm not really sure why this particular alternate universe story appeals to me. It's probably because it's just told in a really fun manner. And I know um, uh, some people aren't fans of uh, uh, Robbie Rodriguez's art, but I still think the uh, the kinetic, uh, you know, the kinetic uh, and the energetic uh, nature of it is still appealing to me. So maybe that's what keeps me coming back.
0: I skimmed through this uh, um, earlier while you were talking about when you guys were talking about something, and, and I'm a couple of issues behind, but I still want to kind of check it yeah, out. It's and, yeah, it's worth
2: catching up. It's worth. It's yeah. definitely worth catching up. And,
0: and there's also a little bit of something with with uh, her dad. That's. That well, yeah, I was about to say
2: I wanted to leave that unsaid because ultimately, um, we'll find out what happens with that next issue because it's yeah. really just a the logical continuation of what was set up at the end of the last issue.
0: And actually, something happened with that lizard which didn't make totally sense, but bet, again, I'm a couple... You of fans, so, exactly. Yeah, you gotta catch up. Exactly. Even my,
2: even myself, I think I've got to fill in a couple of gaps in my knowledge in the story, but I understand, you know, the gist of what was happening. It was just a lot of fun with these alternate takes on these characters. And that's my rapid fire, so we can get to the Clicks of the Week. Alright. Do we, we have to? Their, Yeah, who's got the click of the Week? I'm still thinking about mine. We are
0: contractually
3: obligated, sir. I'm doing yeah, flash
2: here what mine is um i made it i've
3: I've loved oh sorry
1: (laughs) I i was just saying i may have to say flash too but i'm not sure yet so continue
3: i i was just gonna say that i've loved the story with flash and all of the stuff that they've been throwing into it and all the throwbacks to everything from the past 50 years or whatever so uh this is still you know one of the books i look forward to that i read first every week so definitely a favorite
2: I think I'm going to pull uh, a surprise. Even though I typed out that uh, Spider-Gwen 22 is a potential Click of the Week, I'm going to go with pretty much the last book I read this week, and that's uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 25. Whoa. Yeah. I had a lot of fun reading that.
3: You know, you know it's a DC book, right?
2: I know. Okay. It's a- I just want to make
3: sure you knew that before you go public.
2: It's not the only time or the first time I've done DC uh, as, a, as a Click of the Week book for me.
1: It's just rare. We know. I'm going to keep the DC train rolling, I think. Because I'm going to say Teen Titans number 10.
0: Wow.
3: Roddy's going to break it.
0: Well, that tra- yep, that train stops here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although Teen Titans 10 was, was, was decent this week. And uh, shout out to Occupy Avengers, which is, which is ending. But I am going to go with Black Panther number 16. I enjoyed much about that book. All righty. So I guess we're at the ads now.
2: Yep. All right. So let me pull up an ad here. Let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox and PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, and iPod and MP3 headphones. And now for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through CSPN.us. Do it today.
0: And I guess speaking of trains leaving, I am are
1: we losing you, Tim? Yeah. Uh, so I will see y'all on the flip side. Anything got, got it before you roll out. Um the articles
0: written, something, you know, you you've been busting out the words lately, so. Like I'm sure
1: going. some of them might be in the news section this week. I wrote about, about that. some of the uh, San Diego Comic-Con offerings. I enjoyed the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Yeah! <laughs> I enjoyed the leak, leaked Avengers Infinity trailer that I saw you a couple it? times.
2: I didn't watch it. I know I posted it. Yeah,
1: or At least I saw a, a great, great new cell phone footage of it.
0: Yeah, that's the reason why I didn't want to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fine. But yeah, uh, that should be it. Flashpoint, flash film. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh-huh.
0: yeah, do have your article about that in there also. So nice. All right. Well,
1: so we'll see you. Catch y'alls later. The toy shipment ends. End. <laughs> oh yeah. So I have to rewatch the new section to see uh, the unveiling of the toys and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. See you. All right then.
2: See you.
0: All right, and from there, we now go into the cinematic n- news portion of the show, and holy hell, there's a lot of it.
2: Yeah, which we're going to kind of have to do on the rapid fire side. <laughs> well,
0: I, mean, I mean, how's that different from any other time? Just yeah, right. come, we don't really take that much time in it. Um, Much to my chagrin. Anywho, Spider-Man Homecoming director is in talks for the sequel, which seems like a dumb moment. Yep. Uh, So, good luck with that. All right. Oh, so... what I was about to do? Hang on. Let me just... I was going to do something. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, Thor, Ragn- yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I
2: was just going to say, as mentioned by our uh, our very own at Tim Dog ninety eight, the Hulk is back in the Thor Ragnarok trailer, and he's never looked more smashing. That yeah, was an awesome, awesome trailer. Awesome trailer. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out on 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 this out there on YouTube on our channel and probably any other site that posts anything similar. Because
2: right, let got, me.
0: got a couple that- of views.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, let me fold the, uh, the next two into right. this because they're both Thor-related. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spoiler alert, uh, ring the bell. It was announced that uh, a voice, uh, that the voice for uh, a certain character is uh, by uh, an animation vet, Clancy Brown. He's done both DC and Marvel voices. is uh, pretty uh, famous and infamous for some of these voices. Thanks it's cool. Thor. Right, uh, it's pretty cool that he's going to be uh, in uh, Thor Ragnarok voicing a certain character.
0: Mm-hmm. No spoilers. And, and he, yeah, voice and live action because I was just thought about he's been in the Arrowverse and and I mean obviously elsewhere, elsewhere. But right, you know, right, 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 related to, right.
2: exactly, exactly. And also, um, Thor Ragnarok could be Marvel's shortest film to date, considering that most of them have been pretty long. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think this is the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest news.
0: It is actually because if you think about it, like I said, those most of the movies have been pretty much two plus two and two plus. And so, when, an
2: hour and 50, does that really make a big difference? I get
0: kind of, yeah. Like I so said, they usually they've been the minimum of two, and that's with the stuff at the end, so that's kind of different. But it also says here that, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff for the Blu ray and whatnot, so there's mm-hmm. probably gonna be an extended cut or something. There you go. Uh, next up, speaking of more um hype news, so. Uh, at San Diego Comic-Con there was footage of the Black Panther movie uh, that was seen there which unfortunately they didn't put out but uh it was given a standing ovation by the crowd and also actually I'm going to tie in these next couple
2: yeah go for it hold them in.
0: because they there then also the cast reaction because this was the first time that they had seen it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh there was a very positive reaction if you if you've checked it out it was it was all love from the
2: panel all right
0: i think there's some more news but it's later on down the- oh
2: i'm yeah. sorry i didn't see the second half of this one so this was um the next the i, I thought that the next one was also going to fold in but then i see it's an animation um uh, new story about the right. upcoming marvel spider-man cartoon
0: right and um uh so we- sure, they were just talking about the, the spider-man upcoming spider-man okay um, um, animation, but also they brought up in the course of this panel upcoming arcs for Avengers uh, Assembled. and that I got you. In, That's where the Black uh, Panther start. Part. Right. Okay. Yeah, which is Secret War and uh, an arc with Black Panther called, I think, called Black Panther Quest.
2: Gotcha. Alrighty. You got the next one.
0: Uh, Marvel's Ant-Man and Wasp cast Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne, and Hannah John Kamen. Is,
2: um, wait, wait, wait. Is Keanu Reeves far behind if Lawrence Fishburne is here? Come on.
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny, given John Wick and the Matrix, but that's kind of funny. You know? um, so Michelle Pfeiffer has been cast as Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. The Wasp. Lawrence Fishburne, I, w- I wanted to get excited about this, but I'm not as much because... Oh, and you'll understand that in a second. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is playing Dr. Bill Foster, who, who now comes in to... The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I feel like they're just putting him in just to kill him. That is how cynical I've gotten with this. Goodness gracious. Um, and also Hannah John in of Killjoy's fame and um, and well she had a big part in, in Force Awakens but you whatever. Know, she, uh, she plays the wonderful Dutch uh, who is playing the ghost uh, that noted the uh, Iron Man villain in yeah. Iron Man and the Wasp.
2: Yeah, that's cool. He's a uh, whatchamacallit. He's a uh, industrial saboteur.
0: And so shall she be here.
2: Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, so we got some news about... Yeah, you, can wrap, uh, you can wrap these up together also. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got some news about the Captain Marvel movie at uh, coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, while they did not show footage, and um, Brie Larson was not in attendance, I don't believe, um, they did reveal... Marvel Studios revealed a bunch of uh, interesting tidbits. First, Captain, Captain Marvel... Marvel. What's that?
0: I was about to say with Doug, the hand, but I'm just joking with him. Let me stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I was about to say, just, you know, Doug's probably dealing with some stuff. No,
0: he's got, yeah, he's got dog issues. So,
2: so. Captain Marvel, uh, they announced, is going to be set in the '90s, fighting the Skrulls. The Skrulls will be the primary antagonist, and uh, you know, with some, I saw some of the back and forth online. But at the end of the day, James Gunn, a while back, announced, or, or at least uh, made, uh, kind of reinforced the fact that both the Fox movie studios and Marvel Studios own joint rights to the Skrulls. So um, that should not be surprising, and it's not a tease for a possible Fantastic Four movie
0: and it's actually more more specific ones cuz basically yeah scrolls in general but super scrolls right exactly, as, as exactly. fox and thus exactly. those so.
2: right that makes you know that 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 makes the uh, the most sense in that in that regard without being privy to the actual agreements right um, captain marvel has also been revealed to not appear in avengers infinity war so we will not see um, captain marvel in the upcoming uh, avengers movie
0: oh and also she will be fighting alongside a eyepatchless nick fury which has been confirmed because that was a rumor prior to now.
2: Right, right. And uh, there's a, a story I skipped over, but um, there are definite story uh, influences being drawn from the Avengers Kree Skull, Skrull War uh, comic book story that they're going to implement into the Captain Marvel story. Which makes sense. Of course. So, cold beans.
0: Uh, next up, Marvel's Defenders unite in the preview series. So there was a trailer for the Defenders series. Did you watch it?
2: Mm, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's been a it
0: while. No, no, this was a new one that was at uh, San Diego.
2: So. Right. It's been a while. It's been a week.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. That that, that you're right. That's true. <laughs> well, this well, this happened after the last show anyway. But still, you're right. It has been a while. Either way, it was pretty good. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna wrap these next couple uh, in on this one. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, Marvel properties, I, uh, Mr. Knight* is coming to Iron Fist second season to show Danny Rand what's up. Hopefully bringing us ever, ever closer to a Daughters of the Dragon series, which I so desperately want. Um so that's last one. uh last there was Punisher footage, uh, which was uh, apparently as decidedly as bloody as you think a Punisher, you know, a trailer for the Punisher would be. I haven't seen that and I don't know I if it's it out. Even, but that works. Yeah. So we know that's coming and yeah. Actually should does Defenders, excuse me. Um Defenders is soon. Like in a week or two.
2: Yeah, it's not far now.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah. We'll
2: have something new to talk about soon.
0: Yeah, when that happens, I still need to watch Iron Fist. Anyway, next.
2: Alright, so, um, stupid Fox, um, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently in uh, a Hollywood Reporter article... Uh, covering some of the news out of San Diego, there's word that uh, the Lego Batman movie co-writer Seth Graham Smith is already at work on a Fantastic Four spin-off centering on Franklin Richards, the son of Reed and Sue Richards, the Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Go away, Fox, go away, Fox. Go away. And
0: Valeria might also be involved, from what somebody told me, but I, don't, I haven't heard, I haven't seen anything on that part. But still, they're sh- reaching. I mean, you weren't here last week when we talked about the. The, the dude talking about Doctor the Doctor Doom movie that he's Aye. going on. Aye. So Aye. Right, Aye. They're really trying to stretch out license.
2: Goodness. All right, you got the next Fox story.
0: Uh, FX's Legion can't ever cross over with X-Men films because of some odd reason. We don't know why. However, uh, and I'm hoping this is the next one. Yes. Uh, the Gifted, the other Fox property, X-Men property, uh, which is, has a trailer in during SDCC, and I heard it was all right. Sounds like it will tie into a little bit more of the movies, but also promising a new kind of X Men story. So I don't know.
2: Okay. All right. Um, How about I fold the next three or four? Yeah, Yeah, look at that. So the Justice League trailer dropped, and a lot of people went gaga over this. PCN underscore dirt, where are you? Because I wanted to hear your. I'm
3: back. I just came back.
2: Yay.
3: We're talking about the Justice League trailer. Oh
2: my gosh. Justice League trailer, what did you think? I loved it.
3: I liked it, yeah, too. it was good. I was like, I liked oh, shoot.
2: There's a couple I, of I, corny parts to it, but I liked it overall.
3: Yeah. Yeah, like, I still, I don't like Aquaman as being, like, this Yes. Like, I, barbarian I, warrior guy. Like, that just doesn't seem right. I um, thought that the
2: effect that, of him going through the building and then hopping up like he's surfing, I thought that was kind of cheesy.
3: Yeah, yeah that, that was cool, cool, but it was cheating. Yeah, yeah it, it did look very uh, awkward when he comes yeah. out of the building at the bottom and is, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. surfing along on the body. Yeah. Um, and Flash is still kind of up in the air for me. Yeah. I, yep. I, him not being the, um, the police him Peter We're
2: making him Peter Parker.
3: Yeah. He's the Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's always something that they can fix in the future. You know, it's yeah. um, sure. the beginning of this whole thing. But, yeah, I loved it. Um, I, You know, the Infinity War just felt like, hey, we're throwing everything at the wall. Um, like everything you've seen so far is now getting mashed together and thrown into this thing, um, Justice League. It's like, hey, we're throwing everything we've got, which is five people, and
0: <laughs> or AKA um, hey, rush to get to this part. We hope it works out.
3: But um, you know, watching it just like I I love the the pacing of it. I love the look of it. I loved uh, um, you know you get little bits of humor in there that everybody said was sorely lacking from all the other films. So um, and we we have a Mysterious return or mysterious uh, character appears that is, you know, pretty obviously Superman, but uh, we don't know in what form or in what way. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming possibly back somebody
0: else. What they keep people keep speculating, but we will get to that in a second. Actually, and the poster kind of reminds me of Queen. What? of Bohemian Rhapsody?
2: No, you know what it is. It's actually inspired by the uh, Alex Ross. Um, right, poster. And they,
0: they do say that, but, but it still kind of
2: reminds me of you know Bohemian Rhapsody. Like they should all just be breaking out in Bohemian Rhapsody. Anyway. You know, by the way, if anyone out there has uh, an iPhone, uh, ask Siri, uh, tell Siri that uh, you see a little silhouette of a man and see what happens. Does she say
0: scaramouche Yeah, the whole
2: thing. It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I should do that now. Have a, have a, have a, with well, we're not going to do that.
2: anyway moving on Um, there's a couple of cool things that are introduced in the trailer and I heard it on my first listen but uh, people were asking me about it and I did hear this I did hear the part where uh, Steppenwolf who I still can't believe is the the, uh, villain in this um, mentions why uh, the earth is ripe for the taking and he he mentions in the trailer I'm just going to ring the bell just in case you haven't heard the scene or heard the trailer yet he says there's no protectors here no lanterns at all.
3: <laughs> I was like, "All right, now."
2: Yeah, was, but rumor if, to if be,
3: they do, yeah, if they do a Green Lantern Corps movie with Idris Elba as John Stewart, tell me you're not going to go see that on opening night.
0: I mean, yeah,
2: maybe
3: the second night. Well, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and there, there was, there was always, there's always been rumor There has been rumors that Hal Jordan is supposed to be introduced. Is going to get at the very least introduced and in just see. But again, that is still at this point rumor. And the other thing that's come out about this is if you're watching the video version, you'll see this. So there's a part in the Justice League trailer that that, uh, Affleck is grimacingly looking at a hologram of what could be, what was originally thought to be Superman. But for some strange reason, the people in this this, uh, article are saying it's Supergirl, which I can see that. But at the same time, that looks more like Power Girl suit than Supergirl. Well, and it looks like she's got tattoos on her legs. Right. No, I think that's just the hologram. And that's just like, you know how the hologram just got... Because you can see it in the cape, too. How is this, like, striping And I think that's just the hologram tech just being what it is. Maybe. Maybe. As opposed to that being a part of the suit. But who knows? Big <laughs> Barda. Damn it. Hey, that would probably also work. But I don't see why he would... Well, actually, it's Bruce Wayne. So I guess he would be like, damn, that's a fine one." <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not thick enough with that leg. But anyway. I
3: know one of the things that they're doing is... Um, you know the TV universes and the movie universes are two totally separate, uh, you know, entities, and that's for a lot of good reasons uh, that they're they're doing that. But um, I, I almost wonder if there isn't going to be start of uh, you know parallel universes within this whole um, film. They're they're going to start to leak some of that stuff, and that very well may be her the link. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know there'd be her, the the actress from the TV show, mm-hmm. um, but it might be that. You know, they see they get somehow this image of Supergirl, and they think it's it's actually Superman from another universe or something. I don't know. I, it just seems to me, though, like uh, as much as I'd like it to be Supergirl from the TV show, I just don't think it's going to be her. Right. Uh, and, I've, and I've heard a lot of people like, "Oh, well, that's the way that they can bring them in." It's like, eh, I, I just don't see them going back on that whole no crossover yeah, thing because they the would moment
0: be great pains in saying no, this is separate. So that would yeah. be really weird for them to go back on that.
3: Almost as hard as uh, Marvel has been saying that the uh, Sony movies for Venom are not going to be in the same universe as the rest of the Marvel Universe.
0: Hey, they said, I think they said that about the um, the Silver Sabre uh, Black Cat movie, too. So I don't get that. That's so stupid.
3: Anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway.
0: So, yeah. So, I think that's the, well, the, the last bit of uh, news from the Justice League. You want to go ahead and take it?
2: Well, no. I was just going to say they're uh, spending a bunch of money on reshoots to add connective tissue to the movie. Allegedly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which I mean, reshoots are are not uncommon. Yeah, they're natural in these movies. So this is the first time there's been a money amount in recent history. I think if that if that isn't actually the case,
3: yeah. And even you know, in in a lot of cases, um, they may be going back and reshooting a bunch of stuff for the simple idea of when we put it out on Blu-ray and DVD, there's going to be a different cut. You know, like you're you're going to get a two hour and twenty minute movie in the theater, and then we're going to give you the three or three and a half hour you know movie on disc, and they're mm-hmm. You know, allotting money to film stuff to go in an alternate cut that's only available when you buy it for the home version. So you've got a reason to see it once in the theater and then to buy it and watch it again on disc.
0: I believe it. Yep. So moving right along, Kevin Conroy, speaking of Batfleck, um, Conroy crowns Bat, uh, Ben Affleck the best live action Batman. Which everybody makes mistakes. Which yeah. apparently, according to this article, he's been asked that before and said somebody different. So, you know, take it for what it is. Bat. I mean, Conroy being the voice of Batman—that I don't think is probably
2: unquestionably the best one. I was like, he's undisputed. Yeah. So, but that still doesn't negate the fact right. that you know uh, he can hold his own opinion. Okay. okay unfortunately, okay. has uh, has evolved. Unfortunately. Lateral. Yeah. Lateral. <laughs> All right. So at SDCC, Wonder Woman two was officially announced with a uh, with a uh, a date in what December of eight, uh, 19? 19. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: It doesn't say here, but it says uh, somewhere else. Uh, right. But, yes, it's uh, late in 2019. And I don't think Petty Jinx has been attached yet, which I don't know what the holdup would be. So, hey. I don't know. Um, Jason Momoa debuts first Aquaman footage at SECC, which we also don't, don't see. But, um, yeah. All right. right. Also so, coming this year, December 21st. So, uh, sure. Okay.
2: Okay. Um... DC's Jeff John says, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not in the Shazam film. Boo. Which, Wait, yeah, hold on, hold on. Hold
0: on. Out, but, yeah.
2: Where is it? There you go.
0: Okay. and We do know they're doing a Black Adam movie at some point, so I'm, I'm still under the impression that it's going to be one of those things that like Black Adam kind of comes in as a cameo at the very end. such a situation they just don't want to say that. Gotcha. I don't know. Next up. Warner Brothers film. Uh, Warner Brothers reveals new title to the Flash film, which Tim said earlier. Flashpoint, because if you're going to do a Flash film, what story are you going to do? I,
2: I was I was thinking of Dirt when I saw this online when I saw the announcement about this because um, I know that um, you know Flashpoint is pretty much the, the big Flash story of, of recent vintage. And as Roddy Cat just put it, what else? What other stories would you really uh, would you really uh, delve into? And have well, already had that's it, not in the version. TV show, right? That's not in the TV show. Well, I was yeah, say, show.
3: Yeah. The thing with Flashpoint, though, is they did it in the animated movies, and once you do Flashpoint, Flashpoint is you go into history, the whole universe changes, you have all this crazy stuff you can throw out there, you come back, you set the universe right, but when you set it right, you don't quite set it right, and it gives them a chance to recast, it gives them a chance to update looks, mm-hmm. it gives them a chance to maybe fix some of the things that they didn't like, that they've you know, kind of stuck themselves on in the, in the past couple movies, and then going forward you have a roadmap of all of this stuff like they've totally been doing it in the animated movies where they've been following a lot of the big beats of the DC universe in the animated films it gives a roadmap for the live action movies for stuff for them to work through and to draw from to do their stories so i mean it really it's like when i heard it when i first heard that that's what they were doing I, I was, you know, kind of shocked by it. Like, really? Like, that's where they're going to go? But then the more I thought about it, it's like, yeah, that really actually does make a lot of sense, especially if you're tying the movies into the printed material and you say, here's Flashpoint. People can walk into a comic book shop and say, hey, I want to read Flashpoint. And they have graphic novels of Flashpoint for sale. You know, you have all these trades and, and whatever, the back issues even of, of this stuff. And then they can go, hey, we're going to do this thing with uh, Dark Side and the Justice League. Where can I read that? Oh, well, here, we've got it right here. And they can read it and they know some of the stuff that's going to be in, you know, that movie when it comes along. And, you know, it just gives them the ability to do all that stuff.
0: Right. It does seem to, at first blush, it does seem to feel like, wow, they're just going to go ahead and do that one, huh? But at the same time, like I said earlier, what else were you going to do from Flash? So. Mm-hmm. And everything just that makes total sense. Yeah, you know, yeah Flash,
3: Flash is also one of those characters that with all the time travel and the parallel universes and the different versions of Flash, you know, going from Jay Garrick to Barry Allen to Wally West to, to uh, back to Barry Allen to another Wally West, back to Wally West, um, you know, all these things that they've done that it, it really makes it difficult if you're going to do a movie with Flash for someone to walk in and say, oh, i want to read Flash. Well, which Flash? You know, because they did comics based off the TV show. They did comics based off the old TV show with uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Shipp. They did, you know, all these different he's been such a different character at different times. If someone goes back and just randomly buys an old flash issue, they may get one where, hey, it's a guy who's married and has two kids and he has to eat all the time or he runs out of power. Mm-hmm. And that is a completely different flash from anything that they're used to today. So like I said, going to Flashpoint and working from there just gives them a really good starting point you know to draw out from. Um and it, it connects with what's printed that people can go in the store and actually buy. So I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and you brought up a point with the animated stuff because like I don't since they did do Flashpoint, I thought about the fact that yeah, they could just branch that out into the other one, but I don't recall if, whether the other ones are even calling any attention to it. Like I they've done a whole bunch of stuff that just like, you know.
3: Well like Justice yeah. League War was an adaptation of the first right. uh Justice League Uh, Arc after Flashpoint in issues one through five, I think it was. All right. Um, Then they did uh, the Aquaman uh, King of Atlantis storyline. They did, or Throne of Atlantis, I think is what they called the animated movie. But it followed um, the stuff that happened in Aquaman. Um, They did uh, Batman Father and Son, I think is what it was, something like that. Uh, That was the Damien story, and it it did a bunch of the stuff with uh, Batman and and, Damien and Deathstroke. So, I mean, like I said, it's uh, when they say, because like when Civil War came out, obviously the movie Civil War was very different Mm -hmm. from the comic series we got, but they reprinted the comic series with the movie cover on it. Um, Marvel did that like last year. They reprinted the entire Civil War story from, what was it, 2008, 2006, whenever it was it came out, um, and and put the the new movie cover on it. So people were buying it. People came in the store and, and bought it like crazy, even though the story was very different from what the movie was. Um, and so, you know, DC can just do that same thing with a lot of their books. Sure.
0: All right. We've exhausted that one. Um, Young Justice Season 3 character lineup and design revealed. So here's our lineup, what we're going to get real quick. Static. Uh, Kid Flash. Robin, probably Damon looks like. Uh, Wonder Girl. It? Spoiler. Blue Beetle. Uh, all new character named 13, which somebody, some people are saying girl 13 is a character that I don't know anything about. Um, uh, Arrowet, Arsenal, and the Beast Boy. Okay. And of note, I guess it, it seems like that, and maybe this could be the picture, but that the uh, kid flash seems a little darker, so it may not be Bart who was introduced from the the uh, the last show last season. All right,
2: next some more WB uh, TV DC TV coming up. Uh, DC TV sizzle reel welcomes Black Lightning to the CW.
0: Hey. Still not connected to the rest of the
3: Arrowverse.
2: Uh-huh. Soon he will be. Don't for, worry.
3: Yeah, yeah but, but did they do the scene with Sinbad where it's like, Batman! Batman, I'm Black Lightning! Batman, you know me! Batman, <laughs> let me in! I'm Black Lightning! Oh, Ooh.
0: That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Supergirl Season 3 Sizzle Reel debuts Erika Durant's uh, Allura Zor-El which we talked about was going to happen last week.
2: Uh, Callista Flockhart's Cat Grant is back for Supergirl premiere and will recur in Season 3. They found some money to give her.
0: Ha ha. Uh, speaking of Supergirl news, Psy, uh is one of the new villains. As a matter of fact, I'm going to couple these next two. Um, Psy is next, the new villain in Supergirl played by Jane the Virgin Virgin, Virgin Yael Guaplas. Le- I'm mm-hmm. me for um, killing your name like that. But yeah, she's going to be playing a villain named Psy, I don't know anything about. Also, hey, look at that face. You know this guy. Adrian Pasteur is going to be playing Morgan Edge in Supergirl. Adrian Pasteur of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Avengers Assemble. In Heroes. He was in Hulk Heroes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so he's been playing both sides of the field. So now he's on Supergirl, will be on Supergirl.
2: All right. Speaking of uh, more DC TV, Emmy winner Michael Emerson is uh, uh, boarding the Arrow train for season six. Uh, joining the cast as uh, what character? I have no clue. He's just going to be some, a part of some cabal. Okay. Um, speaking of Arrow, Deathstroke is getting a two-part episode in season six.
0: Yeah, congrats to Manor Bennett. Uh, Flash news, and I think I can couple these next two also. Danny Trejo joins the Flash in season four as a character named Bleacher, Breacher, an interdimensional bounty hunter. I was
2: about to say, is he going to be blonde? Not logo. Bleaching
0: yeah. his hair. All oh, no, right. Uh, not logo Lobo apparently from Earth fifteen, who happens to be, man CBR with their typos. Jesus. Um, Gypsy's father, who apparently is already on the show, and is going to be causing some problems for Cisco, who apparently is dating said daughter.
2: All right. And the other uh, five, also
0: Tom Felton um, will not be a return as season four regular series regular. So Malfoy is not going to be around a lot.
2: Alrighty. Um, speaking of the other DC TV show, Legends of Tomorrow trailer at, at San Diego Comic Con introduces the season three threat and Bojana Beast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got I got Roddy Cat to cough up a lung on that.
0: One. You know, I, because
2: I, I had that same reaction.
0: <laughs> I was like, really? Oh, uh, I mean, like, granted, that show's been been goofy for yeah. a minute, so that makes probably more sense than that. And there's another piece of, um, yeah. Let me wrap up news this later on. Yeah. But I, oh, okay. But, I don't, but um, I can't find it right now. I was so gonna say leave. the next
2: two. The next two I can wrap in. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Actually, I did put it there. So that's it right there. All
2: right, so <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Sarah Lance's Sarah Lance's character will have a uh, uh, season three love interest, and it's going to be a new character. It is. And um, Legends of Tomorrow also announced that Tracy uh, Ifechor or Ifechor is don't a season know. three villain. Oh,
0: yeah, she's going to be playing season three villain and actually who has shown up before in Vixen as uh, the sister of said character. So we're actually getting a live-action version of uh, Kawasa, uh, Mari's sister. Not right. being, being not played by the same person who played her in the animated version. Uh, Gotham finds it Sophia Falcone and Team Wolf alum Crystal Reed. All right. Another Falcone, yay. Yeah.
2: So they've <laughs> announced uh, the death of Superman and the reign of Superman, uh comic book storylines are going to be adapted into animated films.
0: Yay. All right. uh,
3: the Ray Battles Wait Wait a minute, wait a minute, scenes. wait, 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 wait a minute.
2: They already oh, did that.
3: They... You were waiting yes, that. Yes, yes, thank you. Because uh, they already did that. They did a movie, it was Superman, was it Superman Doom? Was that <laughs> what it was Doom called? Thing.
0: They actually did Doom it called Doom City? Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. It came out in 2009, maybe? 2010, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It was not the most faithful adaptation, but nonetheless, it was... Oh, oh, seven! wow. Mm. So, and it yes. was
2: yeah, Superman
3: uh, fighting Doomsday and dying, and it had the Eradicator, and it had um, Superman come back, and it had, you know, it was... It wasn't great, but they've done it, so that's weird that they're mm. going back to it. Back to the well, world.
0: guess what? Late 2008, we are getting Death of Superman, and 2009, we are getting Reign of the Superman. 2009? Uh, 20, excuse me, 2018. In twenty nineteen, <laughs> good job! Thank you very much for that catch. Um, we are getting those follow ups.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Back to the well, new- Back to the- It's more. You know, hopefully, it's more uh, true to the source material. The other Seems other like. All right. So, but, okay. Yeah. You talk about the other stuff.
0: The Ray battles next the season. first trailer in animated series. Uh, this is going to be a CWC joint. Um, uh, I don't think there's been any. they
2: put on. the wait? Wait, they moved the Ray back in time. Goodness,
0: yes. Yes, I okay. did. Okay.
2: All right. So um, they dropped a new digital short uh, in advance of the Kingsman, the next Kingsman movie, The Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen the first Kingsman, so I can't. I
0: just it. watched it the, actually after watching this. I just watched it the, this past week.
2: Okay. It wasn't bad. All right. You got next.
0: Yep. Todd McFarlane to write direct R rated Spawn movie for Bloomhouse. Uh this And a fact, I am, I am going to, because there's also. Because uh, I want to just go ahead and get rid of this one out of the way. So there's also he apparently envisions Leonardo DiCaprio as the lead. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Wait.
3: Wait a minute. Leonardo DiCaprio to play Al Simmons. Yes. That doesn't seem right. Logical?
0: Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Huh. Um. So yeah. I don't. Again, this. I guess this was him talking. The, the article's in there somewhere, and I can't. I'm going to it. We'll pass it in a second. Um, DuckTales gets dangerous. Darkwing Duck joins Disney XD Reboot. So now the universes uh, apparently the supposed separate universes are now joined.
2: Alrighty. Um, At San Diego Comic-Con the first clip of the Big Hero 6 series debuted. Have not seen it.
0: Neither have I. I actually haven't seen the movie.
2: You should. It's good.
0: I hear that. Yeah, I actually have it. So That and Incredibles is probably going to get another run. Um, point another round at shorties because one on Earp is getting a third season on Safi Congrats to that show.
2: Okay. Um Ivan Reitman confirms an animated Ghostbusters movie for twenty nineteen.
0: That was weird, but sure. Um Sony Options female empowerment comic princeless for movie comic uh, for movie. Uh so congrats to Jeremy Whitley of um of, of um, Unstoppable Wasp fame also. But this was his creator owned Book, uh, I believe, with Emily Martin. Uh so yeah, there you go.
2: All right. More uh, comments,
0: getting optioned.
2: Josie and the Pussycats snag more of Riverdale Spotlight in season two of the show. Which
0: great because Josie's cutie. Um Alrighty. Yeah.
2: Are we going to um page two of the sheet?
0: Page two of the sheet. Uh Lionsgate Eyes John Wick Universe Expansion with Ballerina Film. I just watched both of those films also. They're awesome. They are good. They are good. They're they're a bit silly. Oh come boss. on! It, they are, but like you just let yourself go with it. Exactly. Fine, but yeah, and, and I'm not saying that saying that as as a knock on because I enjoyed watching both of them. But it was like this is this is quite silly, but still was good. So yeah. So there's going to be a spinoff called the Ballerina, and apparently this world um needs more stuff because I and there's also going to be the comic book that's coming later on this year. Um. All right.
2: So Rogue One, Darth Vader actor joins the cast of the Han Solo movie. Ah, now we know who might who's going to appear there.
0: Yeah, it is a period. Although, at first I was thinking, wait, is he going to be as himself, or is he going to be as Vader, which I guess would make sense, given there is history between two characters, well, not the two characters, between another character mm-hmm. that's going to show up. So, I don't know. Anyway, Deadpool 2 director explains film's approach to Cable's origin, and I don't
2: Already. Sure. Uh June 4, rest in peace. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle show voice star dies at a, at the age of ninety nine. God bless her.
0: And not uh, just that, because she did, yeah, she did uh... a
2: lot of animated voices that will uh, ring many bells. Uh, specifically, uh, Jokey Smurf for uh mm-hmm. th- for uh, uh, we eighties kids. That's that's a heck of a voice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was looking at uh, her. She she did a lot because there was a couple of them that would stand out even up until a few years ago that she did. I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, here we go. That's, yeah. Envision DiCaprio's two stars. Actually, you know what? I don't think it says here that he...
2: It would be for Al Simmons, right? Yeah. Probably somebody else.
0: Star, as, star of the thing. So, that could go mm-hmm. whatever. It's still kind of silly.
2: Might be the yeah.
3: devil. I, you know what? Yeah.
0: I can. That one I could see, actually.
3: Yeah, might be the devil. Yeah. Actually, actually, could, could Leonardo DiCaprio be playing the Violator, the big fat clown? That would be oh, interesting, too.
0: John Leguizamo character?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Leonardo is a method actor, so he, he would he legitimately put on 400 pounds for the movie. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one of those would probably work in that case, especially given what you said.
2: <laughs> that was good. All righty. But um, anyway,
0: Galaga animated series based on a classic arcade game in development because we are definitely getting more arcade games to some sort of media, other media form. Mm-hmm. Which
3: is Look, great. I am totally okay with this. Galaga seems like a weird choice to make an animated series, but yes. if they make it, and then they finally release like Pole Position um, <laughs> I mean, uh, and give me the Rubik's series and um, the original Pac-Man the series. Cube? Yeah, they did a Rubik's... You don't remember the Rubik's yeah, cartoon? I totally oh. remember that. That's why I said that, yeah. Yeah, the little blue head on the cube.
0: Oh, that was terrible. Oh, God. But, I mean... I, but, no, I watch that every Saturday. I, <laughs> I did too, but that doesn't mean it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I mean, hell, we, we also came from a time where there was Turbo Team, which... Uh, We're going to talk shit about Turbo Team because I love that show. This is what I, I got, got to it. think about this. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the Galaga, I mean, no, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, in we have the, the Centipede um, book that is out now and Sword Quest book also. And we also just got the Castlevania um, Netflix series, which actually was pretty good for being so short. So I am curious about this. And I'm still hoping they don't ever do that Asteroid movie, though. But anyway, Star Wars' is, um, Warwick Davis has a role in Han Solo's spinoff.
2: Not as an Ewok. Not
0: as a Wicked, apparently, yeah.
2: All Uh Let's see here. Exclusive first look info on DC Universe original movies, a 10th anniversary collection. So, so we
0: kind of talked about this, and I didn't have the article the, the last time we did. But yeah, they're basically putting out a whole slew of the whole, all of the other, um, speaking of actually the animated movies that have came out before it, and is Doomsday in this actually yeah the first one Doomsday, Doomsday is in this lineup right. and a whole slew of another ones up into up into Judas Contract and the Batman Harley which I thought was not out yet mm. but yeah so if you don't have any of those movies that would probably be a good time to get it and there's gonna be a bunch of features and stuff that'll come along with it
2: All right in more DC animated news, anyone who, has, who, who needs to binge watch Justice League and Young Justice, better do it this weekend because these, two, these shows are leaving Netflix. And Justice League Unlimited, too, are leaving Netflix yep. as of August 1st.
0: And more than likely, they'll probably show up on that whatever new streaming service DC is uh, cooking up.
3: Yeah, that was my thought, too, that the new uh, DC app that they're doing original, you know, the original content for, it would make sense that they'd want those mm-hmm. on there as a, a reason for people to download the app and watch it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but okay, but if you got Netflix go check these out because these are great shows. Um, let's see, Gal Gadot. Oh, <laughs> Gal Gadot was a real Wonder Woman for little girls at Comic Con. So Gal Gadot showed up, you know, as you know, as a part of the Justice League and, and all that, and they were doing sign-ins and she was uh, you know, uh talking to the little girls that was and, and other folks that were dressed as um Wonder Woman and just giving them all kinds of feels, and it was a beautiful thing. So, and you know, anybody who says that you know representation doesn't matter, just need to. To check this out because it does definitely matter. Um,
2: so, next, up, uh, next up, yeah, I was about to say, uh, during a Comic Con uh interview over the weekend, Michael B. Jordan spoke to Entertainment Weekly about the relationship between uh T'Challa and his character Killmonger, and he compared it to the relationship <coughs> between Professor X and Magneto.
0: Probably a little bit more confrontational, but sure, yeah, that, that's maybe that could happen. I mean, that's probably going to be the case. Um we will see you in a few short months. Spider-Man: Homecoming's Iron Spider suit was created for Infinity War. That works. It definitely does. So, confirming the fact that apparently, um, Spider's gonna be in there. So, yay! And the last but not least for cinematic news, if you do have no soul whatsoever, then walk away right now because you are terrible people.
3: But okay, I'll see you later.
0: Later. Well, we already know you're so <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So watch Lupita Nyong'o's joyous dance around Comic-Con as the Pink Ranger. So Lupita Nyong'o of Black Panther and Force Awakens and way many other movie fame went uh, around Comic-Con dressed as the Pink Ranger. And she was having a ball, if you check out the video. So it was quite adorable. Thank
2: you. All
0: You should check that out. Let's see. And now we are going to get into the, uh, the comic book news, which I don't have. So We'll be doing this on the fly. Because I had to Rapid the fire! Uh, something like that. So <laughs> uh, to- Toy Corner, we started off with again this week, with General Leia getting the badass Star Wars action figure she deserves. It is not just her, but they're just singling her. That just, but they were basically at um, Comic-Con. There was the, um, the lineup of the new Star Wars toys that were being shown. And you've got Han... Old Han, old man Han, and a bunch of others because this thing is apparently still loading or whatever. The case <laughs> be. And, um, yeah, and Samaz Kanada, speaking of Lupita Leongo, and, um, a cl- um, wait, who is that? That's, um, no idea. Rex, thank you. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> not, yeah. No idea. Yeah, because it was Rex and Cody, and, you know, you're not really, not that you could really tell them apart because they're clones. But anyway, and of course, Prince, uh, Prince, aka General Leia, and in background, um, Phasma and, uh, Lando Calrissian. So yeah, more toys for folks. Um also uh in Toy Corner we have Namor Black Bolt. Like uh, yeah, well this is pretty much your baby uh, Agent Seventy because I got it from
2: Oh, you. it's so awesome. So I'm so I'm so jazzed to finally get a Black Bolt because he was in uh exclusive San Diego uh, assortment I believe two years ago. So they announced that there's going to be that these two characters are going to be part of the Black Panther wave that's due out in the spring of 2018. So Namor will be there, will be there, Black Bolt will be there. They also announced that Medusa is going to be part of a Walgreens exclusive, another character that was in a San Diego exclusive uh, package, and uh, she better hair than the Inhumans trailer. Oh no, let's not go into that again. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, she'll be a uh, part of the, like, kind of pseudo-FF Fantastic Four wave that's coming out in Walgreens.
0: Mm-hmm. And other toy news. So, yeah, that was good. Cool. That articulation looks crazy. Um, more toy news. Sideshow Bob. What was I about to say? Collectibles had their thing, and there's a bunch of stuff from them mm-hmm. that was shown off at the show. It was good-looking stuff. All right, Next.
2: San Diego Comic Con DC reveals final versions of Dark Knights Med- Dark Knights, Metals, Evil, Batman.
0: And we have a picture if you're watching the um, video version. There you go. Take a look, they're all pointy. Yeah <laughs> they are all pointy. Get the devil horns out now. So, uh, DC's Duke Thomas set to start an ongoing series.
2: Yes. And I finally, you know, and, and it finally hit me like why he has gotten the code name that he's gotten. Okay,
0: well, you'll have to explain that one to me later on.
2: No, it's... how do, how does Commissioner Gordon communicate to Batman?
0: Really? Seriously?
2: seriously? Think about. Ah, uh, yeah. I. But seriously. Yeah, that that's where you got it from. Okay, moving right along.
0: <laughs> there, um, what do you... I don't know. It still seems dumb for, for for that to be the reason, but okay. I, I don't know I, what the, I, I don't been... know what the
2: name is. What's the name that they the signal. signal. Oh, so he's the bat signal. I. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, take it up with Scott Snyder. Maybe I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Phantom Girl joins.
3: Has he been plastic- All Star Batman? Because I got a few things to take up with him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. All right. So, speaking of the Fantastic Four, uh, Phantom Girl plastic- uh, joins Plastic Man, Mr. Terrific on New Rebirth Team. <sighs> uh, the DC's version of Not Fantastic Four. Hey,
3: it's Disney. Metamorpho. I'm going to buy it. Done deal. <laughs> I like Metamorpho.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I because no, so last week I said that I thought because I think we did kind of mention this also last week talking about the Plastic Man part of this. I thought it was the Outsiders, but apparently it's, it is the Terrifics. So Mr. Terrific, God, Mr. Terrific, it's a team. And it, yeah, yep. I mean that's
2: the that's the best part of this news: yeah. the fact that yeah. it's a play on the Invincibles, the no, the 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 uh call it? Oh, yeah, the that's true too. Yeah. And on the Fantastic Four just bugs me just a just a little bit. So yeah,
0: and Jeff Lemire is writing it, so.
3: Well, the Fantastic Four were originally made as a rip off of the Justice League, so it all comes full circle, right? <laughs> <Wait> all righty.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know Wait and Samney takes over uh, Captain America with issue six ninety five, because guess what? They're throwing that numbering again, and that's not gonna be nonetheless confusing.
2: Yeah. You know. God forbid I'm able to, you know, organize my comics at some point. Anyway, Marvel Legacy Spider Man is going to reintroduce the Iron Spider and the Sinister Six. So yay. Okay. And
0: yeah, this is going to be the Miles Morales Spider-Man book that is going to transition into 234. Again, numbering, which still doesn't make any sense because it was like, well, well, it makes sense somewhere, whatever. Because it's taken over for the ultimate number uh, from what Mm -hmm. it said. uh, New Sandman, Invincibles. Invincibles. Invisibles, yes. yeah, that word. I know words. Tease that, you no, know, because then you make it sound like something completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, vertical is invisible to me. So, oh, and I apologize know that. that was uh, well, but views expressed here
2: in are solely the views of Body uh, Cat me. on Twitter. <laughs>
0: Come at me; I gives no care. Um, actually, I, know I just hadn't really checked out any of that stuff. It doesn't really matter. Uh,
2: but yeah, vertical panel.
0: There, uh, there's going to be a new Sandman for those who love the Sandman and Invincibles.
2: All right, so Saga ruled the 2017 Eisners, winning four awards. But shout out to the Vision for uh, yes. winning an Eisner as well,
0: and also representative John Lewis for uh, March Book Three, and you know a bunch of other people who got awards. That um, there you go, congratulations! Actually, um, the Hernandez brothers got honored into the Hall of Fame, and I believe Walt Simonson. Walt Simonson, thank you. I, I knew you were going to pick that up, pick up on that one. So congrats to all of them. Uh, let's see. Damien Wayne, uh, Arkham Asylum 2, Damien Wayne, Future Batman Explained. So we're going to get, uh, I guess it's a Grant Morrison joint, and there's going to be another book with Damien as Future Batmans.
2: All righty. Frank Miller's going to write a Superman origin story. And the crowd answers, why? I like how this story is like,
0: yeah, because he basically, you know, <laughs> messed up Batman, so. God. And that's me paraphrasing. It doesn't actually say that, but alrighty, it's funny. So yeah, why not equal opportunity love?
2: Hmm. Um,
0: Bill Sienkiewicz leads uh, the New Mutants retrospective, um, which takes me back to the canceled Heroes Con um, panel that he did, which I don't have no idea what it was going to be about. None of the thing about it, but it was just him. So yeah, this is him talking about, um, and actually getting slightly personal, in, in during the course of this panel. But this is him talking about his run on. Uh, the New Mutants.
2: Right. This is actually featured on um, John Suntris's, uh, Word right. Balloon podcast this week. Yes, so, yes. yeah, make sure if you uh, want to catch up on this panel, download the podcast and give it a listen. Shout out to John Suntris and Word Balloon. Exactly.
0: Hey, guess what? We talked about Sonic the Hedgehog um, last week, I believe it was, and he will be zipping over to IDW as we have internally talked about, which I still think, like, seemed like Boom would have been a better fit or a more logical fit. But, yeah, IDW has been doing that stuff also. Yay! <laughs> so,
3: yeah. So, Stonics. Stonic, yeah, but, I mean, IDW has done My Little Pony and Angry Birds, and um, they, they reprint the old Popeye stuff. I mean, they do a lot of kids' books, a whole
0: ton of kids' I mean, books. Yeah even, yeah, even for Marvel, like, they do it, like, a little, so, so, yeah, I'm not saying that they could do it, because, like, like you said, and, you know, yeah, totally. They It was either going to be them or Boom, logically, so... Hopefully they, they do something good with it, which I no reason not to. So they're putting together their creative teams now and whatnot for that.
2: All All right. Um, go ahead, I'll take to the, the one? next one. Gears of War returns to comics this January. Speaking of uh, video games,
0: yeah. Right. Oh come on. Um. Oh, interesting. Uh, so Rat Queens writer Curtis Weeby is going to be the one telling this. So mm.
2: huh, okay. Alrighty.
0: Uh, in sad news, uh, Marvel and indie comics legend Fabulous Flo Steinberg passes away at the age of. It doesn't say here.
3: Okay. Over the the, the,
0: the the past week. And uh, she was a much beloved and sounds like influential character in the Mary Marvel bullpen and uh, in comics in general. Yeah. Um, so
2: while Roddy uh, fixes his uh, being underwater status, um, I'll take the next one. Um, apparently, it. Uh, it's a Twitter link to uh, uh, oh, oh, it's so- Sanaa Ahmed. It's yes. Sana'a Aminat, uh uh editor at Marvel, with uh, a picture of her with the uh, gigantic lockjaw promoting the Inhumans uh, uh, IMAX and television show at uh, Mar- at the San Diego Comic Con, and it is a nice picture.
0: Yes, well, yeah, in more ways than one, but yes, I just thought it was an adorable picture. Uh, that works for me. Everything. Yes.
2: That works for me. Uh, and she's
0: she's she's adorable and awesome person, so why not? Um uh speaking of more Comic Con news, representative John representative and my words are failing me. Jesus. John Lewis leads March of for Civil Rights through Comic Con. I believe he has done this before, but this is this year's version of it. Too much applause and uh well too much fanfare.
2: Sure. So righty. In uh Lego Marvel Superheroes two news, a uh, new trailer dropped and uh Kang is apparently one of the antagonists. Or it's the yes. actually the game's antagonist. So that's pretty yes, cool. I believe he has the big bad of Lego Marvel 2.
0: Which, uh, if you haven't played the first one, it is, or any of those Lego games, it's lego versions of the Marvel characters. It, they're fun, and there's a lot of lego eyes stuff and puns and stuff. So that's good. And that's coming out fairly soon. Uh, well, fairly soon being November 14th. So look out for that. Marvel Legacy teases... Uh, actually, I'm going to couple these next couple. Mm-hmm uh teases black Panthers uh Black Panther, and more and uh I think that was it for that one, but we also get uh the one million b c version of Iron Fist and the phoenix um and I believe there was some more that were in, uh, that were in this, but yeah this that's is,
2: okay yeah we don't need I'm do like it. yeah, that's okay, um and, oh, and
0: Doctor Strange and a few other people but yeah, the right. one million b c thing is a is a thing, and it is here too.
2: Rock Goodness Jesus. gracious! Anyway, yes. um, and last but not least, Brian Herbert announced faithful gra- a faithful graphic novel adaptation of Dune for all the fans of Dune out there. There's plenty of them
0: mm-hmm, because the spice must flow.
2: Ha <laughs> ha!
3: All right, so that's so going to be like hundred issues. Like, how is it going to do this? <laughs> um,
0: actually, there's apparently a couple of is a three part graphic novel and another Dune book after that that he's working on so
2: yeah all right <sighs> so we are at the end of the comic book news portion um do we have time for just some quick toy not not, not quite unboxings but just uh
0: you yeah, know sure, out. we got we got we got as much time as we want ah,
2: all right so we'll keep it quick so uh now that we reached the uh, end of the news portion of our show we're in the toy corner and uh, if anyone has been following me on instagram <laughs> Oh no, see an Underscore Dirt has put up an image that says
0: Watching. I'd buy
2: that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which he did talk about the, the Robocop figures from last night. They don't, a, he doesn't have a Robocop. He doesn't have a figure. That's, 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 that's a shame. That guy that's... needs
2: a figure. So, um, yeah. I picked the up the two-pack Spidey homecoming figures. Marvel Legends of the the empty helmet of Iron Man, the drone Iron Man suit and the Tom Holland sculpt uh, maskless Spider-Man and um, one of the exclusives that came out of San Diego was available on the Toys R Us website and I made sure to let everyone know to order it it is the A-Force Marvel Legends set, bring it up to the camera, this is the front of the box, this is the back of the box and I'm going to open up the flap and reveal the six figures that are part of this, it's pretty awesome
0: yes I'm waiting. Can't wait. Waiting can't we to,
2: yeah, exactly. Can't wait. I just got this today. Literally was on the doorstep today.
0: Nice. So that's that. And for me, um, which you've seen on Instagram, you know about this already, but I ended up getting um, the Soundwave masterpiece. I guess it's a reissue. Uh, Ooh. With tapes.
3: Yeah, I got that uh, a couple years ago when it came out. Yeah, was think, awesome. yeah,
0: this is the, the newest or the, uh, the last reissue. And yeah, so, so you have Soundwave, arguably the best Decepticon. If, um, with the tapes and interjon cube,
3: I say, if you look online, someone put out a PDF a couple years ago that um, you print it out on photo paper, and it's got inserts that you put like in the interjon cube to make it look like it's got the the like purple energy. Actually, right. you know when they would fill the cube, um, you can put that in there, and then it also has inserts to put in Soundwave's chest because in the old cartoon, a lot of times his chest would be like the little radar, you know, thing, whatever. So um, right. you can actually. Cut those out and put them in there, and it's perfect for that masterpiece-sized figure. So take a look online. If I find the link, I'll send it to you. But yeah, yeah, someone someone made those. And the other thing is, I don't know if you have any masterpieces. Um, When you go to transform the masterpieces and do stuff with some of the different parts, you'll go, I don't understand where this is supposed to go, and I don't understand where this fits. And it's because a lot of times they leave stuff out of the English instructions. (laughs) So find find the uh, Japanese instructions online if you can go to the. uh, Takara Tomy website, uh, the Japanese version. Use Google Translate to uh, make your way through. Um, you, if you get the actual Japanese instructions, there's a lot of stuff that they leave out on, on where you can, you know, you can put stuff in to hide it away and tuck okay. stuff under and attach things when he's in different modes and all that kind of stuff. So, gotcha. Make sure you look into that.
0: I'll thank you for the yes, yes. That's a good, great tip. Thank you for doing that because I totally didn't. Yeah, this is my first masterpiece uh, Transformer, so I. I... Did not know, and it's gonna be a second before I unbox it anyway because I need to throw some space. I'm upset because, and you know, there was another Transformer that was an exclusive figure for um uh, San Diego Comic Con that was supposed to go on sale at um on Hasbro's site. And I told the story off camera, but these figures, and I'm kind of bummed that I didn't I did not catch it and because I, I didn't want to, you know, just our man in the field, Matt, Matt Wayne, was getting some stuff for, for folks, and I was like, well, you know. He already said that that was probably might be difficult. but So I was like, well, let me go ahead and do this. Do this. Um, so if anybody can find a good lead... I probably shouldn't even put this out there. Anybody can find a good lead on the um, Optimus Prime Primitive um, exclusive uh, from, from San Diego Comic-Con. It's like a black and gold version with a um, little headmaster or with a little tight master and um, a skateboard, which was like the skateboard that was in the movie. You can add me as long as it's not too, because there are plenty of eBay, as you would believe, eBay um, listings of ridiculous pricings that I am not going to go and pay. Mm-hmm. But if somebody happens to come across with a fairly cheap, you know, relatively cheap version of that, uh, we can parlay. That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay, and
0: uh, we got one more ad to
2: round this night out. On the same all
0: right, something else.
2: No, it doesn't sound like it's so. This episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees. your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Uh, Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, and comic books. And much more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. Unmute,
0: silly person. Uh-huh. Um, and as we round the bin and close out this uh, here, Comic Book Chronicles, we would like to thank each and every one of you for coming to check us out. I would like to give a shout out to my best friend, Ron, who was apparently in the YouTube chat for a minute. Um, my best friend from... Oh, he actually... he's. Oh, wait. Actually, hmm. I apologize. I missed a couple of things because apparently there was a um, There was a couple of messages there. Uh, Jean Paul... Ace Peter actually um, gave us a shout out in the chat, and I missed that while we were running through news. He said he couldn't stay long but keep up the great work. So, thank you for that. And, uh, oh, and my best friend is still uh, in the chat. Thank you very much, my, my boy. My, that's my brother. We've known him since eighth grade. I um, love him to death. That's my boy. We, you will probably hearing, be hearing from him quite soon, actually, not on this show, but in other stuff because we were planning some stuff out. Uh, he also made a comment of She Is Life. I'm not sure who... Oh, Nap- Le- Lupita Nyong'o. That's I, I, I know him that well. Um, <laughs> to, to know, that's who he's talking about. <clears throat> so anyway, before I go into another Coughing Fit, thank you guys for coming out. Um, you can follow us individually at our uh, perspective spaces. Um, Agent 70, Twitter, uh, Agent underscore 70, uh, and also on Instagram, go check him out because he's there with the f- toy picks and all and his other findings that makes one William Bruce Wells sometimes jealous. Ha! <laughs> so I actually kind of wonder how you come up with, with findings, although I do know in certain cases because you you and I follow some of the same right spots, I just don't look at them as closely as you do. But also PCN underscore Dirt, you can find him at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. You can also find him at Pop Culture Network. Go go check out his stuff on that. Um, On that site, you can also check. So silly. Also, pop culture net on Twitter, all one word. Um, You can also check out his Instagram, Graham Comics Reviews, where he has been belting out uh, the 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 week's comic reviews. (laughs) Actually, there's a typo this
3: week, so go see if you can find the typo. All
0: right, there you go, and you can go hit him up for your no prize or for his no prize that he's going to give you because he gives you no prize. Um. And you can also find one Tim Dog ninety eight on Twitter. You can also find him at CB Cron on also the Click Nation uh, Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N all one word. And also TheClickNation.com, where you can find this very podcast and all the other stuff that he and sometimes some couple of us <laughs> writing. Uh, go check him out. He's writing for a whole bunch of other people for CBR Nerdist and all that. So go check out Tim. In his various places, uh, but you can also check out me at Rotty Cats on Twitter. You can also check me out on at News There's Need on Twitter, where I tweet out nerdy links. Go check it out. Some of the news we talk about gets gets put out there beforehand. Stuff that I enjoy. Uh, also, if you want to, you can um, uh, my my Instagram for comic panels that I find every almost every weekend put out there. CBcaps that's CBCAPS. That is my Instagram. Go check it out. You can also, if you want to, my Radicad, uh Instagram, but I don't post there that much anymore. So. But you can find this very show on the network of greatness. That is the CSPN. That's CSPN.us. You can find us on uh, pretty much every podcast um, spot of choice. Google um, that other iplays you know, hmm. It will be on Spotify at one point. I don't know. But, you know, wherever podcasts are served, you can probably find us. You can also, if you so please, want to go and um, help us out. Because, you know, these, these podcasts, we give them to you for us with the kindness of our hearts and the time and effort. But go help out the CSPN network by going to shop.cspn.us. And, I don't know, clicking a link or two and buying some stuff at Amazon or, you know, the places that we have had ads for uh, Adam and Eve because you know combo people have sex too so you, know, you gotta do that and that brings us to the close of this anybody else gonna get any closing words
2: rest in peace rest in beats Chester Bennington indeed
0: and with that we are the comic book chronicles and
2: signing off it's, it's done